0: The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio.
1: All right, everybody, what's going on? We are back. Another week, offense, defense, and discourse. Mike Jones, John Brown, we're here with you. We got a lot to get into this week. Yes, sir. NFL is in full swing at this point, 2
2: weeks two, in. 2 weeks in, man. And a lot has happened. A lot has <laughs> happened. This some week. players and got hurt, some players and got benched, some players um, got traded. Yeah. Some one guy got cut, resigned. signed it, it, it's a lot going on right now. So let's get into it, man. Let's, let's go ahead and cover do this it. Work. All right. So let's start things off with the wide nine. <laughs> We start in New York where the wheels are already falling off for the Jets and it's only week three. Emery Hunt covers all things New York for football game plan. Emery, what's the latest with the Jets and their QB situation?
3: Well, right now you talk about um, a situation where their third string is now going to be their starter and Luke Falk. So obviously they're going to sign someone. It was just announced that Trevor Simeon will be out for the full year as he has to have surgery on his ankle. You don't know when Sam Darnold is coming back. Uh, so right now Luke Falk is the starter. Uh, they're going to sign someone to be the backup. My thought is probably it's going to be someone that has familiarity with uh, Adam Gates. Someone that has familiarity with the scheme. Uh, I don't know where uh, where uh, Davis Webb is. I want to say he's on the Buffalo Bills right now. So he's the one that was in camp uh, with the Jets. So he's he's not an option because he's on the Bills practice squad, right now, on the Bills team right now. Uh, so we'll see who they decide to bring up and, and who they decide to, to reach out to and, and what players they had. Because they had four guys in camp. and It was Darnold, Simeon, Fultz, and Webb. So now they're down to, wet, uh, to fall. So we'll see who they bring in with free and as they decide to call up.
2: The Jets are now 0-2. I know it's early in the season, but how leery are fans of Adam Gase right now?
3: They just want answers, man. You know, when you talk about a guy coming in that has been billed as the offensive guru, and the offense is the part that's struggling, that's the part that, that gets fans antsy and gets people in the media you know, wanting some answers as far as, you know, what's going on, what's happening. Uh, you talked about this offense all, all spring, all summer, and now you get into the regular season, and the offense is the, the part that's sputtering. So I think people just want to see, you know, a guy that's being billed as an offensive guru uh, transform this offense and make it work no matter who's back there at quarterback.
2: All right, now let's uh, switch gears to the New York Giants. New York Giants making a move this week, benching Eli Manning, their longtime super, uh, their longtime quarterback, two-time Super Bowl champion, in favor of rookie Daniel Jones. One, was this move? Do you believe this move was overdue? And two, what do you think brought this? Along? What do you, what do you think brought this along?
3: You know, it's interesting. The Giants sitting at zero and two, and when you watch them play. You don't come away thinking man, Eli is holding the team back. Now, Eli should have been gone two years ago. I, I felt as though they should have started this process two years ago, um, as far as getting him out of here. Then Matthew proved to be right. Gary Reese proved to be right. And those two guys, when they made that move, everyone in the media and you know fans, you know, killed it. But that was the right move to make because it helped start the clock. But in this situation, I don't think Eli was the issue. The defense just couldn't really get off the field, couldn't stop anyone. Uh, there were a lot of miscommunications that was happening in the secondary at common when you have a lot of youth that have rookies starting at every level of their defense. So unless Daniel Jones comes in and can play wide receiver or can play defensive back, I don't know, or pass rusher. I don't know how he's going to help the team. Now, I, I think this move came about because they wanted to provide a spark and thinking that, okay, well, maybe putting Daniel Jones in you know, can't give them a little bit of something extra on offense where Eli is kind of limited. And and I understand that thought because at the end of the day, if something breaks down, you need someone to try to create a play. If you're at Sherman, your quarterback is not being able to, to supersede a bad play call or, a you know, a great defensive play, you kind of want to go to someone that you hope can. And we know Daniel Jones definitely has good athleticism. He can scramble, can evade. And they're going to be banking on that to help jumpstart an offense that really has struggled to find its way in the passing game outside of, you know, what, they're been, what they've been able to get from Saquon Barkley.
2: From QBs that struggle to QBs that shine, there's a big matchup week three between the Chiefs and the Ravens. Kyle Andrews covers football for the Offside Position podcast. How hyped is Baltimore for this matchup, Kyle?
4: I mean, the radio shows are buzzing. 105.7's been buzzing. WNST's been buzzing. I mean, a lot of people have been calling in, talking about how excited they are to see Lamar Jackson get his first real test of the season. I think he's already been tested, and he's proven that he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's shown that he's been able to scan the field and do all those necessary things to improve as a quarterback. So, I mean... That's that's one, and then you're on the other side. Of course, you have Patrick Mahomes. And, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson right now are tied with touchdown passes at seven. They lead the NFL. So, I mean, this, this is a huge matchup. Like, the Ravens have never been in a situation where, you know, they have this prolific offense that they're going up against another prolific offense. And then some people have even talked about this could possibly be the next Brady Manning. Which I, I find really interesting, just because of last year. I mean, the juxtapose some of the things that people said about Lamar Jackson, and then now all of a sudden they're saying, "Okay, it's Brady, man." And I just find it, I just find it really comical how like, you know, hypocritical it is on both sides. I mean, like I, me personally, I, I was kind of in the middle of the pack. Like, I don't know what the Ravens are going to be doing this year, but they've shown that. know they're up for the task and they look good so far so it's a pretty exciting time in Baltimore
2: are you amazed with how quickly Lamar Jackson has been able to win over the Baltimore Ravens fan base
4: I'm not too surprised I mean this is just speaking from a from the perspective of Baltimore is a majority black city and I mean to have a black quarterback that's so dynamic that's so great at some of the things that he does and that's flashy you know, it's, it's kind of, it reminds me of what Washington had when they had Robert Griffin III. Mm. Um they, they had a quarterback that looked like them, that was playing so well, and so many people rallied around them. And then not only that, but like from the football perspective, Lamar Jackson has done so many things. Like he's a breath of fresh air. And I mean, Joe Flacco is a really good person to speak to, but Joe Flacco sometimes, you know, he had that quiet demeanor where it was like, okay, whatever. If somebody says something about me, whatever. Lamar is like, if somebody says something about me, I'm going to make them shut up. I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to make them shut up. I got to do whatever I can do. And people just love that chip on their shoulder that he carries all the time, no matter how well he plays. He's always trying to be perfect. And I think that's something that it's just that workman mentality that Lamar Jackson carries to play in the quarterback position. That I think so many Ravens fans can appreciate no matter what color or creed they are. No matter what gender they are. Everybody can appreciate that hard workmanship of Lamar Jackson. And that
2: is this week's Wide Nine. Let's bring Mike Jones back into the conversation. So, you tell me where we're going to start. I don't want to get into A-B so that that's good. I, I don't want to get there. I'm AB. still a. I'm still a b'd
1: out. Me too. Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm on a b with. I need. I, I, I'm there, on a b so, overload.
1: It's like every day there's a new Antonio Brown story. Mm. He's farting on people. He's touching people.
2: He's, yeah. Man, he, he's or
1: a, allegedly at mm, least. Yeah. And yeah, we might take this week off at a b.
2: That's good because we t- we kind of took last week off with a b, yeah. but I feel like even even with taking a a week break it hasn't been enough because you know the news
1: what, cycle ab every
2: day ab a, every day and it's like not only do the stories about ab get even get weirder and weirder and weirder but it's just like it doesn't stop it, it's new
1: it's not yeah. like you're hearing about the same story every yeah. day yeah yeah you're getting new stories new accusers doctors another woman <laughs> yeah it's, it's just a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm good at, on him. At this point, I'm just waiting to see how it plays out. And, and, and
2: what's crazy about that whole thing is, and it's it's crazy, one, because we're saying we don't want to talk about A.B., but we just talked about we, A.B. for almost two minutes. But it's like there's actual football A.B. that okay. we could be talking about. And I have no – He's dis- playing
1: with Tom Brady He's in New with, England, 2-0, Tom, yeah. putting up big points every game, yep. scored a touchdown in his first game. Yep. We should be talking about that.
2: I don't want to though. I don't either. Okay, let's move on. So, you know what?
1: I, you know what? I do want to talk about. Okay. Somebody we did talk about last week. All right. Because last week we talked about this guy, and I said after week one he looked like something was wrong. He might have been disinterested. Mm-hmm. I didn't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: After week two, the question is: Is he done? Big Ben Roethlisberger.
2: Done? I I don't know if I would say done. It's been in the league since two thousand four. Yeah. He's got his ring, mm-hmm. got his ring, got his money. I don't. And, I don't and now th- he has an
1: elbow injury that's going to put him out for the rest of the year.
2: I don't. I don't think done. Now close to done. Foot at the door of done. Near done. Pittsburgh did just draft Mason Rudolph as well. Mm-hmm. Now, which I, was a pick
1: Roethlisberger questioned at the time. Mm-hmm. Now well, it kind of looks like it made sense.
2: Yeah. But then. But then again, that's why the players play and the, the, you know, the GM's GM. Exactly. That's why we pay, well, we don't pay him, but the Steelers pay Ben Roethlisberger to sling the rock, not make the decisions. Mm-hmm. That's GM's, true. GMs understand just what you just laid out. How long has Ben Roethlisberger been in the league? 15, 16 years. 15, 16 years. You watch Ben Roethlisberger play. You mm-hmm. know his style of play. That's a man who's taken a beating over those 15, 16
1: years. Oh, absolutely. Years. He has taken a very brutal hit. You know, he's not, you and know, a physical style of play. Physical
2: style of play. He's somebody who stands in the pocket and in, and takes
1: hits. And he's a big, strong guy. You'll see bodies hanging all over him, mm-hmm. trying to drag him to the ground. Mm-hmm. He's fighting. He's not the guy who likes to, like, Eli Manning, he sees the blitz coming, the play's blown. He's going to fold up, go down, protect himself to go down. That's exactly. not Roethlisberger. He's player. either
2: going to fall or go down or he's going to get rid of the rock. Mm-hmm. You know, he, it's like play's blown. Move on to the next play. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not like, like, and I, and I'm not making this comparison as far as body of work, but when you look at Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Tom Brady's not a guy who's taken a lot of hits over the years. He's taking his share, but he's not taking. He, he doesn't take them like uh, Big Ben
1: has. But Tom Brady's a guy like I just talked about with Eli. Mm-hmm. He gets the ball out of his hands quick. Mm-hmm. If the play is blown, he'll throw it away or know them when to take You'll see Tom Brady know when it's time to take a sack.
2: But that's why Tom Brady's still playing. We're not having this he's conversation. 42 yeah, he's 42 old, years old.
1: Looking like the best passer in the league right now. Mm-hmm.
2: We're not talking about is Tom Brady done.
1: No, we're not talking you know,
2: about that. You know, but that but that's just the point. You know, Tom Brady's been in the league longer than Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's older than Big Ben.
1: Even Eli Manning, who we'll get to a little, more late, a little later, we're not talking about him being done because of injuries or physical. It's just the team and the questions about how good mm-hmm. was he ever really yeah. and is that good enough to work on a team built the way the Giants are built right now. But yeah. nobody's looking at Eli and saying – His game is falling all the way off. His Mm -hmm. arm is – those aren't the things you're hearing about Eli. Mm -hmm. Big Ben Roethlisberger and the quarterback down in Carolina, Cam Newton, those two guys have taken beatings over their career. Yes. And now you're starting to get questions about not just Ben but Cam as well. Mm -hmm. Is it over? Are they done?
2: Can they come back from this one? Well, well, you kind of see – you've seen – the blueprint now, or if anything, you've seen where the trend is because it started this season with Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. and Andrew Luck kind of being proactive and after having taken a beating, fought through so many injuries, finally getting to the point where it's like, you know what, I got my money. I you know I still have I still have a good measure of life health, maybe mm-hmm. not football health. But life but helped. life, health. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm point, I can you still know, walk around. I can still walk around. I can play with my kids still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he walks away. I'm not going to be on a
1: cane at 42.
2: Mm-hmm. But now you're looking at Big Ben. You're looking at Cam, who, you know, yes, Big Ben on a higher level than Cam because Big Ben has won a couple of rings. Cam has just been in one Super Bowl. Bowl. But mm-hmm. still, you're still talking about, you know, Cam. Cam who, who has been an MVP, though. Been an MVP, had success in college. Had success, you know.
1: Had success in college. Had marginal success in the pros. Yeah, yeah. You, just, you just mentioned he's been to the Super yeah, Bowl. He's been to
2: the Super Bowl. Been he, an MVP at, same at, year. At, at one point in time, you're you're putting Cam Newton in that conversation of the best quarterbacks in the league. At one point in time, you know you're having that conversation. He might have come down on that list a little bit mm-hmm. since then, but he was in it. You know, so he's sitting there looking back, and now he I, and I think Cam is somebody who. You say what you want about him, was not really known to be a very frivolous dude. You know, I, I don't know his personal situation, mm. but I think you know he he strikes me as somebody who was a lo- was somewhat smart with his money. Except not the clothes. Uh, well, look, that's I I, I can't talk to, I can, but you know what? We're trying to have an objective conversation. You want me to not, get
1: you one of those hats for Christmas.
2: I mean, if you want to end our friendship. <laughs> You know, you ain't get my mom that hat for you, you ain't get my wife that hat. I, you know. I I'm just saying What are you saying about Cam? I'm I'm not saying anything about Cam. <laughs> but if I may if if I may evoke a joke from one of the all time great comedians, Mr. Charlie Murphy, you know where you got that hat from. And it wasn't the men's sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i am say about that's all I'ma say about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but oh God. man, I was actually watching that the other night too. Uh-huh. I, like last night, mm-hmm. I was at, just wanted to see some Charlie p- Murphy tell yeah. stories. I, so I was actually watching the sketch, the mm-hmm. sketch where you re- got that reference from mm-hmm. last night, and it's still hilarious. It's, oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: I, Charlie Murphy's comedy was uh, was priceless. You want priceless. some pancakes? Want some- <laughs> Oh man, don't ever call that dude Eddie's bur- brothers. That man was funny all to himself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But look back to back to Cam. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this might this could be close to rock bottom for him. And when you look at Cam, when you look at Ben Big Ben, I feel like at least give them an opportunity to bounce back that that opportunity, that window might be very small. Ben My
1: Roethlisberger p- is closer to 40 than 30. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much bouncing his body has left to do.
2: That is true. But I think, honestly, now...
1: And honestly, Cam is significantly younger, mm-hmm. but with the beating he's taken over his career, yeah. I'm not sure much how much how much his body has left either.
2: So would you... So are you saying you would... You would not be surprised if either of them just called it a quits this year. Or well, maybe not this year, but this offseason. Between now and the 2020 season.
1: I would not be surprised if Roethlisberger decides to call it a career. Mm-hmm. Cam, I don't think he's at a retirement point. But for the money he's making, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers cut bait with him next year. Yeah, That would not surprise me at all. Especially if they end up having a subpar season, where they end up with, well, Miami's going to have the number one pick, yeah. but they could end up with the number three or four pick because you know the Jets and Dolphins, mm-hmm. that AFC East man. It's like they're not even they're not even trying, and the and the Dolphins it. literally are not trying.
2: Dolphins are not trying, and we'll we'll get into that as well. I wanted to get my man uh, Tom Ernesse. He's my uh, my Dolphins guy, but he's mm-hmm. out of town this week.
1: Well, hopefully, we can
2: get him soon. Yeah, we can get him soon because we we need to figure out what's going on in Miami because they they might as well just bring up. They got everything except for a point guard who won't shoot. Uh, we we are. They're, they're, they're full they're full <laughs> take guard. That's, that's all they need left is a
1: point guard who won't shoot. And it's funny as you say that. My first thought was. Sam Hinkie somewhere behind the scenes in Miami pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. That was my first. Like that's the only thing. Uh, it, nothing else makes it. Sam Hinkie.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, it's got to be. They need trust the process shirt. <laughs> that's what they need. But that being said,
1: we t- talked about Cam. Talked about Ben. There's another major quarterback injury in the NFL. Drew Brees. Yeah. One of the Saints were one of many people's Super Bowl picks. Mm-hmm. Definitely a favorite to. Get to the playoffs, win their division, NFC South. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: Now, with Breeze having surgery. Out for what, six to eight? Six to eight. Mm -hmm. That dramatically changes a lot of things in the NFC. Well,
2: let me ask you this. What do you think of Teddy Bridgewater? Now, I understand he didn't really show much on Sunday, but what do you think of uh, Teddy Bridgewater? Do you believe he's. Teddy Bridgewater
1: in, in Minnesota. I absolutely believed he was a good enough quarterback. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, after a devastating knee injury, he's made it back to the league, been yep. back healthy for a couple years, mm-hmm. but hasn't seen any real significant time on the field. I, I just don't know what he has to offer at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that he doesn't, because coming into the league, you know that the ability to play quarterback at a relatively high level was there, mm-hmm. but with basically three years off and a devastating knee, knee injury in between, he has stuff to prove.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I guess I, I'm gonna wait and see with Teddy Bridgewater because I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he was thrown in a uh, he was thrown into a I guess you just into the game on, on Sunday against the Rams. And you're playing the Rams.
1: Mm-hmm. You're not taking reps with the ones. Mm-hmm. You're,
2: you know, you, you're you yeah. throwing a spot duty against a, another team. Yeah, the- better team in the league. Another team that people think could get back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, alright, didn't look he didn't look like too much on Sunday. Well, I mean, and that's, you're that's right. saying it
1: nicely. But you're absolutely right. But, but that's also why I say I don't know. Because mm-hmm. it's He's been off the field. He hasn't taken reps with the ones. But we also know that the arm has been there in the past. And it's going to have to – if it is still there for Bridgewater, it's going to have to come together quickly in order to save their season. Agreed. The next two weeks are going to be big for Teddy Bridgewater. Because the Saints are, what, 1-1 one one now? Mm-hmm. If they fall to 1-3,
2: they're in trouble. 1-3, but let's look at their schedule real quick. Mm-hmm. You just said you don't want to see the Saints fall to 1-3. They could very well be looking at 1-3. They They're going at Seattle mm-hmm. next week. Tough game. Tough game. Very tough game. Then they're home against the Cowboys.
1: Another very
2: tough game. Then they're in their division against Tampa Bay. Yeah, t- you know, Tampa you Bay- never know what kn- Jameis exactly. is for the show. Up. Exactly. Now I understand. Uh, you know, I I, I injured your abdomen, abdomen, ab- abdominal 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 muscle. Yeah, yeah. The All that got strength. hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got injured that way when you laughed at me when I said that the Tampa <laughs> Bay Bucks were going to win the NFC South. I'm just saying. Right now, Drew Brees is hurt. Cam is hurt. And I'm still laughing. Still laughing, but look. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> hey!
1: You still got the Falcons in that division. Fraudulent as they are, the Bucks aren't good enough to be frauds. Mm-hmm. No, that is true. That is true. Now, here- to be, to be a fraud, you have to actually be good enough to make people believe you're good.
2: <laughs> okay. No, I mean, agreed. Agreed. You're you're not wrong here. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just- so, but but right now, after two games. My Tampa Bay Bucks. My Tampa Bay Bucks <laughs> tied for first. With I mean, who? The entire division. Yeah, the entire division. So they're also yeah, tied for yeah, last. Yeah. yeah well, no, no, no. Tied for tied for first with everyone, not the Carolina Panthers, who are zero and two. Zero and two. Yeah. Okay. Everyone else is one on one. But look, hey, every look, it is what it is. That's all I can say. Tampa Bay Bucks gonna win the NFC South. You can laugh all you want, but I'm gonna enjoy that. I'm gonna enjoy that when we, uh, when when you're telling me, "Hey, John, you were right." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, I mean, you know, at least you stick to it. I, I am gonna stick to it. Look, I, 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 I like le- that idiot. I learned from a couple of weeks ago. You know when I kind of faltered on that whole Zeke signing with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Now this, you know, no more. I'm gonna make mm. when I make a take when it's, I make a comment when I make a call. Ground. Yes, I'm gonna ride it right into the ground and and I go and down look, with the shit. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna have so much smoke for Jameis Winston if he makes me look bad, and there's a very good chance that he might. Mm-hmm. Mr. Eta W, oh, I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna roast this dude. If especially if, like, like it's one thing, they don't win the division, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, you still got the Falcons, but at this point with Cam hurt, with Drew Brees out for almost two months, there's absolutely no reason for them to not at least be in the conversation for the NFC South. There should be no reason for the Atlanta Falcons to run away with this
1: division. How many interceptions can Jameis Winston throw per game, and still keep them in the in the oh, competition?
2: boy, I don't know. Let's see. Well,
1: Let, let's be honest. Let's no, look, look. no. I mean,
2: look. Granted, he could. Jameis Winston could be who we always believe Jameis Winston is. He, he Jameis Winston could very well Jameis Winston this season away.
1: You remember when Jameis Winston was in college? Yeah. And all the praise he got for all those second half comebacks. Do you know why he had to make so many
2: second-half comebacks? Did he do so many first-half interceptions?
1: Exactly. That's the, the whole thing. The NFL doesn't let you come back from all those first-half interceptions.
2: Well, I, I will tell you this. And I've I've never really been impressed with the whole fourth-quarter comeback stat. I understand it's useful. And there's a need for it.
1: It just means you're losing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, exactly.
2: Because so, I don't use that stat very often when we're you as a barometer for great elite good quarterbacks because at this because honestly you can sit there and say hey all right this guy has this this amount of this many fourth quarter comebacks mm-hmm. does that does that make quarterback a better than quarterback b no and I'm like that not necessarily if quarterback a
1: blows everybody out by 30 points a game so he never has to come back exactly. in the fourth quarter exactly versus... give me the
2: quarterback who's not behind in the fourth quarter <laughs>
1: Exactly.
2: Why do I want the quarterback? Why do I want the quarterback who comes back in the fourth quarter, as opposed to the quarterback who's not losing in the fourth quarter?
1: Now, granted, there is something to be said for a guy who's calm in the two-minute drill, in the four-minute offense, and can execute and get it done. there is something to be said for that guy. Mm-hmm. But simply because you're able to execute a fourth-quarter drive and take a lead in a game, which you may or may not. Mm-hmm have been supposed to have been trailing in the first place, yeah. there's there's a lot more that has to be considered than just saying, oh, yeah, he came back in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He, was he the one that put you in the hole in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Because if, if your quarterback puts you in the hole in the first three quarters, I don't know how excited I am that he's able to get me out of it in the fourth. Exactly.
2: Uh, right now, Jameis Winston, two t- two TDs on the season, three interceptions. <laughs> Uh, you know, Jameis is going Jameis, but I still believe no. that Bruce Arians can. If if there's if there is a coach who can make a NFL quarterback out of Jameis Winston, I think it's Bruce Arians. That still remains to be seen if he's going to be able to do it. I would like to see. I would like to see. I,
1: I mean, I honestly, I just don't know. This is Jameis Winston's what
2: fifth year in the NFL. I believe so. Fifth year. Uh. Yeah, Yeah. because he came in the same year as Mariota. It's their fifth year in the league. Yeah, meanwhile, Marcus Mariota.
1: They're either going to have to give him an extension, franchise him.
2: Are you talking about Mariota or are you talking about Winston? Winston. Okay.
1: After this season, it's an extension. You franchise him or you let him go.
2: If you're the Bucs, what do you do? That's a good question. Now, let me ask you. You're the Bucks, because you're you're the you're you're the Bucks. You're the you're the Jameis Winston critic here. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that your criticism is unwarranted or unfounded. If you're the Bucks, what do you do? Right now, Marcus Mariota for uh, same amount of yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Mm-hmm. You have the same amount of passing yards on the season. Mm hmm four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Jameis Winston, four, 402 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Both teams one and one.
1: Now, there are absolutely still questions on both quarterbacks. Yes. And see, I I like how you did this because I asked you a question and you threw it back at me without answering at all. Okay. So don't think I didn't catch that. All right, no problem. No problem. <laughs> but with Jameis Winston, do you think he's worth thirty million dollars a year?
2: It's hard to say that he is. Do you think he's worth twenty five million a year? Yeah. I would say twenty five. You would pay
1: Jameis Winston $25 million a year. Yeah. Jameis Winston makes number two pick money right now, number one pick money right now. Yes. Yeah, Mark Mariota went number two. Jameis Winston made number one pick. So it's decent money.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Nowhere near the upper echelon of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. If he were to get an extension of, say, $25 million to, to to where his salary goes to $25 million, then you're looking at what 15 million a year an in increased salary something like that maybe a little more but a, probably at least a 15 million a year pay raise so with that what is the state of the bucks right now with Jameis Winston not good not good no do you think they could afford to lose 15 million dollars worth of talent
2: ask that question. Again. Do
1: you think the Bucks could afford to lose 15 million dollars worth of talent?
2: Probably not, no.
1: Because you you have to reallocate 15 million dollars worth of money from your salary cap to pay your quarterback an extra 15 million, mm-hmm. which means you don't have 15 million available to fill out the roster. Jameis Winston is not a guy who's going to carry a team. He's not Russell Wilson, he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's not Tom Brady. And these are guys, you've heard me beat the drum for years, like, most of them are overpaid. Quarterbacks, when they get that big money, you see repeatedly what happens to their teams. From Joe Flacco, who was a quarterback, a playoff quarterback every year in Baltimore prior to the big contract. Cam Newton, who had a 15-1 and team prior to the big contract. And we could keep going on and on about these guys, but... And that's not to say I begrudge the guys for making their money. You know, if somebody's willing to pay you that money to do your job, most people will take the, take the paycheck. But from the team-building perspective, if the question is, do I think Jameis Winston's worth $25 million a year? Only way I pay Jameis is if he signs for 15 a year or less and I don't think there's any way any starting, any starting quarterback in the league right now signs a contract for 15 million or less.
2: Well, here's for for, for perspective. We're looking at uh 2015 uh 2015 draft cla- uh NFL draft class as far as quarterbacks. Pretty much it's Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota and that's it from that 2015 draft class. Mhm. 2016
1: Now sixteen, you've got Goff
2: and Wentz. You got Goff, Wentz, and and Prescott, Prescott. and now you got much better class, and Jacoby Brissett, much better class, much better class. Okay, and you don't put you don't. Would you put Mariota or Winston at any of those guys? No, that's twenty. That's twenty. That's the very. That's I have Goff, Wentz, and
1: Prescott Uh, ahead of Mariota and Winston. Winston.
2: Okay, twenty seventeen. We're talking about Mahomes, Trubisky, and Watson.
1: Well, maybe not, Watson maybe, and Mahomes yes. are clearly in a class ahead of Winston and Mariota.
2: Would you put Trubisky ahead of
1: Mariota or Winston? Right now, he's probably in the same group with them. Same group, really? But he's only year two.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, so that's, that's fine. No, I, no, I he's got
1: an upward trajectory still. Mm. These guys, the question is only get bigger. Okay. Every year you spend in the league without taking that huge leap forward as a quarterback, the questions get bigger.
2: So in your mind, and I'm and I'm not challenging you, I'm just for a clarification, you don't believe that Winston or Mariota have made that big leap forward? No. Neither of them. Neither. Okay. Okay.
1: Mariotas has probably been more so due to injury and time off the field. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston to me just seems like a bad decision maker. And I don't know what there is to do about a person who makes ba- who's just a bad decision maker. So unless you think your quarterback is a guy who's worth losing another 15 million, 20 million in talent, mm-hmm. He's good enough to sustain the team through that loss of mm-hmm. talent? Okay. It's foolish to pay him that
2: much. Okay. Real quick, would you put would you put Winston and Mariota ahead of ba- uh Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. (sighs) The way Lamar Jackson has come out
1: this season playing, Mm -hmm. he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can put – you've never said – at any point said that about either of those two.
2: Agreed.
1: Baker Mayfield, eh, he's a second-year player. Mm -hmm. Still stuff to be seen. We don't know yet. So, Baker
2: Mayfield right now looks like pretty –
1: and a correction, tr- excuse me. Trubisky is in his third year because he was in the class with Watson and Mahomes.
2: Yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, because yeah. the Bears, yeah, the, Bears what, what I, ha- yeah, the Bears could have,
1: the Bears could have had Mahomes.
2: That's what I said. Then. Did I? Did I said
1: I, say that? I. I mistakenly said he was in his second oh, year. Okay, He's in his okay, third year. Okay.
2: But no, I'm just. Because basically what the Bears could
1: have had Mahomes.
2: I'm running down quarterbacks taken since Watson and uh, Watson and Mariota. Or Watson, excuse me, Winston and Mariota. Winston, Mar- and, Mar- Winston Mar- and Mariota. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, 2016, you're talking Goff, Wentz, uh, Prescott. Prescott, and Brissett. That's 2016. 2017, you're talking Mahomes, Trubisky, and Watson. Mm-hmm. 2018, you're talking pretty much Baker Mayfield and, uh, excuse me, Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. hmm So...
1: And Sam Darnold's also yeah, in Sam there. Sam Darnold. He's off the field right now mm-hmm. with health issues, mm-hmm. so he's a hard guy to evaluate as we speak.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: But of all the other quarterbacks you've named in that group, Trubisky, Mayfield, mm-hmm. who are both younger but still have things to prove, Brissett, mm-hmm. who was also a year younger, and has had limited opportunity to start. Mm-hmm. Of course, in New England, you're behind Tom Brady. You get to Indianapolis, and you're behind Andrew Luck when he's on the field. I, Brissette's mm-hmm. had limited opportunity, but he hasn't looked bad. He's not a guy you would just say you can't win with him. Mm-hmm. So there's still a question there on him.
2: I think the difference in the difference in the situation between between Winston and Mariota lies in where this season goes. I think with Mariota, I think it might be an easier decision for Tennessee to give him his money. I think if he plays like he's playing now, even if he doesn't necessarily take that step forward, I think you could see, I I would not be surprised if Tennessee gave uh, Marcus Mariota his money. But the thing about it,
1: I, I, c- I could see a two- or three-year extension for Mariota, mm-hmm. not the long-term ones, yeah. but I could see it being a two- or three-year type mm-hmm. of extension. A c- couple of the years are guaranteed. You give them a chance to keep mm-hmm. improving, but you don't put all your eggs in that basket yeah. yet for Mariota.
2: I think, honestly, unless unless Tampa Bay just proves to be completely inept, Mm-hmm. Like they gotta just be inept. Because right now, like I said, Cam is not coming back. Well, Cam might not come back. He's a bro, you know, he's he's broken. Mm-hmm. And the Panthers look like they're going this season's just gonna be a wash for them. If you could call a season a wash in week two. But they're 0 2. They haven't really been competitive in those 0 2. And you're sitting there looking at a beat up Cam, wondering if he's gonna quit at any you know, retire at any point. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees is now hurt out for 2 months. You got uh you got uh Atlanta and you never know what you're going to get with Atlanta. They they should they should be good enough to win this division, especially with given what we said about uh
1: with Drew Brees hurt, yeah. looking at Cam Newton hurt and the Bucks being what they're what they are. Mhm. In my mind, Atlanta is This is their a, division th- to lose. This is their division to lose, right? Definitely, there.
2: definitely. But the point the point I'm gonna make uh before we uh before we take our first break. The point I'm making is I believe that if if anything, you know, if, if Jameis Winston is going to be anything, he's gotta keep his team in it, in the conversation for at least a division this year. If they can't, if Jameis Winston can't lead the Tampa Bay Bucks to be at least better than a broken Carolina Panthers team and a broken wounded New Orleans Saints team, then yeah, you know what? He didn't earn his money. And maybe it is time for Tampa Bay to move on. Do I think he'll do I think he'll get his money? Would I pay him his money? It's like I wouldn't be surprised. However, there is a case of why he shouldn't. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing with what you said or why you wouldn't give uh, James Winston his dough.
1: I w- okay. What I want to know, mm-hmm. what reason do you have to give him any money?
2: What's your reason to pay him? My reason to pay him would be. look, I think you drafted him to be. The future. hmm Now five years later. Five years
1: after this season you'll be going into six years later. Mm-hmm. What's your future look
2: like? Can you are you saying do you believe that Tampa the reason Tampa Bay hasn't taken that step forward is because of Jameis Winston? I don't think he's
1: helping. There are other deficiencies on that team. Mm-hmm. How but many I have head
2: coaches have they had over the over these uh, over his five years? Aren't, aren't they now on their third, maybe fourth head coach? Mm-hmm. Lack of consistency is an issue. Lack of consistency. But, uh, what kind of running game has he had? What kind of offensive line has he had? Mm-hmm. What kind of defense is on the other side of the ball?
1: Mm-hmm. You know. So, and, I, I, and all what, that being said, mm-hmm. his individual play mm-hmm. has looked bad. His decision making has looked. bad. Bad. Mm-hmm. If we were sitting here talking about a guy who's getting hit 50 times a game and getting beat up all the time, that's not the narrative around Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston stands in the pocket, makes a bad read and throws a, a out route late and turns into a pick six.
2: Okay. So how good does Jameis Winston have to be to get paid at the end of the season in your mind? Jameis Winston has to be MVP this year? Or I'm not saying
1: he has to be MVP but throwing under 60% with more interceptions than touchdowns, that's not going to get it done. Okay. Being even on interceptions and touchdowns won't get it done. If your touchdown to interception ratio is not better than 2 to 1, I really don't want you. Okay. And 2 to 1 is the, is really the low end. Mm. Like if you're at 14 and 7, that's not great. Mm. If you're at 20 and 10, it's not great. 30 and 15, eh, better, but not great. Mm -hmm. But if you're at 18 and 15, there are a lot of guys who could do that. Mm -hmm. He's got receiving weapons. He's got O.J. Howard down there. He's got Mike Evans.
2: Two touchdowns, three interceptions, 59% completion rate. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you thought I looked at the stats to find out he was under 60%? No, 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 no. no. I know he's under 60%. I, I, just watch it. He's not that good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He had three interceptions, two touchdowns. Yep. You just heard me say I wanted at least two to one touchdowns to interceptions. Agreed. He's two to three touchdowns to interceptions.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: That's three times worse than what I wanted to be. <laughs> Like, that's simple math. It's three times worse than what I want it to be.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Not good at all. Did you see the out route he threw the pick six on? And we, mm-hmm. and we, that wasn't the O-line. That wasn't the receivers. That was a terrible read and the worst throw. You can't say O.J. Howard, Mike Evans, up until this year had Deshaun Jackson. He had weapons. Mm-hmm. Somehow he never seemed to find it. How do you not – Deshaun Jackson is the easiest receiver in the league to find chemistry with. Mm -hmm. He runs past everyone and jogs backwards into the end zone wide open. He couldn't find any chemistry with him. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins torched people with Deshaun Jackson. Nick Foles torched people with Deshaun Jackson. Car right. Carson Wentz, Wentz lit it up in Week One with Deshaun Jackson. Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick lit it up with pe- with Deshaun Jackson. He's the only quarterback I've ever seen not be able to get it done with Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. And Mike Evans he doesn't really throw good balls to him. Mike Evans is just six five and can out jump everybody. These aren't things that make me feel encouraged if I'm a Bucks fan. Mm-hmm.
2: So if you're a Bucks fan right now, are they're ready to move on,
1: Bucks fans. If you're a fan, you have hope. If I'm the Bucks front office, There's I'm making my plans to move on after the year. Got you,
2: got you. All right. On that note, let's take a break, man. Dude, we've been talking for like thirty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, oh, are you sure you know? I know. Oh, you know all right well look we'll come back we'll talk more what, what we got on the other side what, what's what's on this menu mm, you'll oh boy all right once again remember tell us what you think of the show hit us up on twitter o underscore d underscore discourse or at bitw sports me and mike jones will be back on more offense defense and discourse you feeling this
0: podcast to hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search best in the world sports.
1: Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmol squad.
3: The Construction tims are classic in Philly they they and New York. They are Connecticut. James Lewis. Never been to Connecticut, man. Connecticut, Jersey, you
2: definitely from New York. York. You, you definitely, definitely from New York me. if you shout out Connecticut. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
1: When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
0: The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio.
1: All right, everybody. We are back. Thanks for sticking around with us. Before the break... First segment went a little long, a little longer than usual, but it was fun. We had a Look, lot to man. talk about. Yeah. You know, a lot of injuries happened around the league. Why does
2: it always seem like we have our longer football conversations about the worst teams and the worst players? Like, we could come in and we, you know, we can talk about the Patriots. We can talk about, you know, the Rams or the Chiefs, Ravens or what they're doing. No, we talk about Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota. How come we? You know, we probably should have talked a little. You know, talked more about the, like the Miami right. Dolphins. Like, if your team sucks,
1: let me ask you a question. Huh? You're driving down the highway. Yes. Which do you spend more time looking at? A nice, clear, open road or a terrible road car wreck?
2: Well, the car wreck. Yeah, the car wreck's more interesting. Okay.
1: Which one is more? Which one's a happier thing? A nice, clear, open road. Well, the traffic? happier thing is a nice, nice, clear, clear open road, open road yeah. with no traffic. Yeah. But. You spend more time paying attention to the car wreck.
2: Okay. Well, look, man, car wrecks are us. <laughs> if your team is a car wreck and they're not talking about it the national shows, me and Michael talk about your team. <laughs> your team is some garbage. You know, your you, you star player some, you know, if your star player sucks, we'll talk about it. You let us know. Hit us up on on uh, Inst- no, where are we? Where are we? Twitter. You're not on Instagram either, are you? No, I'm not. Not on Facebook. No. I'm were you ever on MySpace? I was. You were. You were. I was on,
1: on Facebook at one point, point.
2: and then you just gave it up. Now, do you just, I just not- walked
1: away one day? Okay.
2: Do you not like? N- did you shut your page down, or you just stopped using Facebook? I shut it down. Okay. Like, De- why did you deactivated do that? my account? Moved on. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. you, you, you done, done. I'm done, done. Okay. All right. I'm, I mean, I, I get
1: it. Facebook was was. It was too much trouble for me. Really. It was too much trouble for it
2: now I think I've've I've navigated through the the trouble times now it just is what it is now I'm not saying like Facebook is all good because there's still some crap on Facebook like the reasons why you left Facebook are all still there. oh I'm sure but for for me like I've pretty much argued all my conservative friends away. So there's no more political conversations to have with, you know, with people I care about. No, You know, whatever friendship was going to end over like bad, like social media commentary, Mm
5: -hmm.
2: like that's all done. Pretty much now, if you ride with me at this point in in 2019, you're just down for life. You're not going anywhere. Unless you just completely unless you just like completely convert your views. If you're saying, Hey, you know what, in two thousand eight I was a liberal and now I'm a conservative, that might, you know that might be a problem. I
1: mean, I was a conservative back in two thousand thirteen, but I left Facebook, so <laughs> I mean
2: that- all uh, right, so, so someone just came across my desk, and I'm, I'm not I'm not quite sure where I'm where I want to go with that. I'm gonna leave that I'm gonna leave that to you, but you know, for me, it's like Facebook is what it is. You know, the people. I I've tried to keep it so my my the people who I connect with on Facebook are people I consider friends. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there, there ain't ain't no it shouldn't there shouldn't be no controversy.
1: And that's the thing. Like, all my friends have my phone number. Yeah. My phone number's been the same since 2001.
2: Word. Okay.
1: I haven't changed numbers since then.
2: No, I understand.
1: All my friends, the people I want to keep yes. up with, yes. they can easily get in touch with me. Uh,
2: but sometimes.
1: The people but, I'm getting uh, in touch with or reconnecting with on Facebook
2: weren't people you were, need to they, be reconnecting with. They were usually
1: with. people that, you know, were, were past that point in life where mm-hmm. our time was and some things just need to. To be mm-hmm. in the path. Now, also at the time when I left, I was not doing radio yet. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So the social media presence wasn't quite as necessary.
2: All right. Well, look, here, here's the thing. And I, I'll be real with you. I feel like I was at that point where you are at one point. But now I'm back in it. And I feel like now I'm back in it for like and I don't know if that's good or bad, but I will say this. Like, we we talk about social media. I'm old school social media. I'm not just talking about MySpace. I'm going back to Black Planet. Oh, yeah. I was on Black Planet heavy.
1: I and was on Black Planet when it was an AOL chat room. See, give me something like this. That, that's what I'm Before it was about. its own. Yeah.
2: See, here, here's, <laughs> the, here's the thing about social media. And this is why, like I said, I was where you were. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of around the time when I got married because for me, when, when I was getting married, and this is now 13 years ago, it, you know, it, we, we weren't calling it social media. You know what I was calling it? I was calling it hooking up with girls on the computer. <laughs> That's what it was called. That's <laughs> what, the, you know, it, it wasn't social media. I wasn't on social media. I was on my computer meeting girls to hook up with.
1: So, John Brown, the original cyberpip. Yeah, I get
2: it. Dude, bruh. <laughs> bruh, what are the... You know, the biggest mistake, the biggest downfall to Black Planet was when they tried to create that dating app that they wanted you to pay for. hmm And The entire collective, the entire world was looking at Black Planet. Like, you know how many people I done hooked up with on this website for for free? Free? And now you want me to come out here and pay for this? Are you out of your mind? When you could just go into one of these chat rooms? Like, yo, (laughs) 22 Maryland, uh, ASL, (laughs) what's up? But, 22 male yeah, Maryland. That's Maryland, all you have to put exactly. out there. What's good? And I'm free tonight. I got a car. I got a job. <laughs> but nonetheless, now once I, once I found the woman I wanted to be with and I was ready to make that move, I was ready to, you know, I'm, I'm ready to put away the childish things and be a man. I'm like, I don't, need, I don't need this social media anymore. Don't need this. I'm ready to walk away. I was at a point where it's like, I was on MySpace, but you knew that MySpace was kind of was, was was fading out. Mm-hmm. My my wife actually had a Facebook account before me. My wife had my wife and my sister, my brother. They were all on Facebook. My sister and brother were also on Twitter. Twitter, uh, Instagram was probably the last thing I got, but I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't on Instagram, and at one point wasn't on Facebook, and because I'm sitting there like you know. Social media was for hooking up with girls. I'm married now, I don't need to hook up with girls, so I don't need social media. Mm-hmm. And I was cool with that. And like, I tell people this story now and they don't believe me because I'm always on Facebook, I'm always interacting with people, I'm always giving somebody some smoke if they ask for it because that's what I do. <laughs> But I, there was a point where I'm like, you know what I'm good on this. I don't need this. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna be a father I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Mr true to my wife and every, and I'm mm-hmm. still Mr. true to my wife. I'm just true to my wife on Facebook. Okay am you know,
1: glad you threw that out there yeah, I, you I know, thought
2: I was gonna have to add. No 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 but but what I'm saying is like like I've discovered a way to now you, to navigate this. Mm-hmm. but at one point in time I wasn't trying to navigate it because I thought like, you know what I need to just you know, I don't need this. Because I didn't realize that there was a way to just be on social media chilling with people because honestly now, with you know the boom of social media, you now meet more people that you can be cool with and interact with. You know, fifteen years ago, if you was interacting with somebody on the internet, you was inter- you, you was trying to interact with them <laughs> you know I was interacting with you because I want to interact with you. Now you know it's like you can make business deals we are you know, right now uh Mike and I are in a group of a group of journalists mm-hmm. on Twitter, which has been a really good resource absolutely you know we've met people within the business, people we've had on this show I've been on people's show you've been you know people we could interact professionally with mm-hmm. that wasn't happening fifteen 20 years ago. Oh, no, no. Don't get me wrong.
1: I definitely see where there can be some usefulness to social media. Mm-hmm. How can I say this tactfully? I know my own personal limitations.
2: Understood. That, and that's a good thing. That's, that's mature of you.
1: There were unnecessary arguments mm-hmm. as well as other things that I just decided, at least for the time being, mm-hmm. I was better without understood doesn't mean it'll i'll be off forever Mm -hmm. but for now yeah
2: all i can say i feel like because because of how i use social media Mm -hmm. and once again i was using social media mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you don't understand what, mm, All right. go ask your All right. parents. Hey, let's, just go you know?
1: ahead. let's go ahead and put this out. There. Okay. So, say like Facebook now makes you use your real name. Yes. Facebook didn't always make you do that. Uh huh. I was one who regularly changed my name on okay. Facebook mm-hmm. when I, when I was on there. Mm-hmm. At one point, my name on Facebook was Kaiser Soze, <laughs> um, and a few other things. At one point, all you saw on the, on the top of my page was not a name. You would just see I period, S period, S period. Which is not my initials. My initials are M-A-J. I, I, I,
2: I understand it.
1: I-S-S stood for International Sex Symbol.
2: Oh, oh, oh. Come on, dude. <laughs> now, one, one, now, once again. Now, here, here's the thing. And this is this is for me about Facebook. <laughs> I I personally look at Facebook as like as as grown folk interaction. Oh, it was. Well, well not that kind of grown folk interaction. <laughs> like when I was on, when I'm on Black Planet, you know, brother had a I had a a screen name. Mm-hmm. Now my screen name was Black Vic, short for the Black Victor Newman. because one that was always the end with the girls you jump in a fla- you jump in a uh uh, uh chat room mm-hmm. oh you like Victor Newman oh yeah he's my favorite oh word <laughs> <laughs> oh he is is he because the whole thing was cool like I created that name mm-hmm. I created that name like 98. Lil' Kim just came out and when Lil' Kim came out what did she call herself Called herself the Black Erica Kane, as in Erica Kane mm-hmm. from All My Children. Exactly. I thought that name was dope. I'm like, yo, that's hot. I love that. I want something like that.
1: So, so you went to? So I went to Young and the Restless. I went
2: to Young and the Rustlers. Black Victor, because New- I look. I went to one. I spent summer after summer with my grandma. Both my grandmas. My grandmas are black. What do black grandmas watch at 1230 in the afternoon? Young in a restless. So what did I watch? 1230 in the afternoon? Young in a restless. restless. <laughs> Went to Morgan State University. Morgan State University, when I got on campus, did not have cable. So we had to watch just regular television. Mm-hmm. What was I watching at 1230 in the afternoon? Textbooks. No, I was watching Young and the Restless. No, yes, but what were a lot of those girls doing? They were at the student center. What were they doing at 1230? Watching Young and the Restless. What do they want to talk about? Young and the Restless. So what did I have to talk to them about? Young and the Restless. Oh, word, you don't like how Victor did Paul on that one? You're a better man than me. uh, Hey, it is what it is. I wasn't
1: talking to Young and the Restless.
2: Hey, we weren't talking about Young and the Wrestlers for long, but that's how, that, that was an icebreaker.
1: Let's see. I'm I'm going to let the audience in on a little bit about me. Okay. I'm a caveman. I'm a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And some, mm-hmm. some may think it it may fit their definition mm-hmm. to call me a sexist. Oh, boy. I'm okay. just, just going to throw it out there. Okay, okay. But you know, so like in college, while you're talking about younger, the restless with the girls, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's gonna walk up and say, "Women in the kitchen is right." Okay. And I've and I've literally said it. Okay. Too.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Like walk up to them. Hi, I'm Michael. Can you cook? And I would, I'm not asking you what your name is until mm. you say yes. If you yeah. say no, like okay, thank you, mm-hmm. and I walk away. Hmm. These are true stories. Okay. I I so, so the cool, idea huh? of watching Young and the Restless
2: hey, it is what it for is. a
1: conversation piece.
2: It is what it is, man. In look. my
1: youth, I didn't really want to hear you talk that much. I wanted to hear myself talk. I'll admit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you're not even getting to know these women, you're not even you are not talking, you know, no conversational no, n- none of that. You Hello? Understood. Hey look, I'm not bad at you. I'm just saying that you know, that just wasn't my approach.
1: Just that, you know,
2: that, you know, you're pro you know in the end, in the end mm-hmm. there was there, there was an objective and as long as you got to that objective you're good you know it's like mm-hmm. look I'm not going to sit here and knock somebody's you know who's out there chasing the same thing I'm chasing not at all and in, 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 it's and in a results driven business and in the end you know I'm chasing something so if it, you know when another person does unless they doing it to chase the same person I'm chasing, you know, it is what it is.
1: That doesn't even bother me. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Unless unless you're using what I refer to as the backdoor willy method.
2: Oh, okay, no, no, Like,
1: a backdoor Mm Willie is a guy, see, most people, when you're direct, Mm -hmm. straight up, that's what we consider using the front door. Yeah. You know, I'ma come straight in the front door. Mm -hmm. I like you, I'm attracted to you, I'm trying to holler at you. What's up? Mm-hmm. That's the front door. Yeah. The back door is. See, the back door is. Oh, he's treating you wrong. You need somebody better than that. Mm-hmm. He don't oh, deserve oh. you. You know that hater role yeah. where you where you try to downplay the other guy to make yourself seem big. That's the back door, mm-hmm. dude.
2: Well, I, I will. I will say this. I
1: don't mind competition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I got issue with back door Willie over there try to come through the back door
2: mm. you know see to me it's like look you only have to worry about back door welly if you leaving your back door open you know it, it, it to to me now it's like now granted to it, it's like I get what you're saying mm-hmm. because yeah you know the back door dude can't it, I, I will put it to you like this it's like, what do you want somebody to do? Somebody try the back door, the back door's locked, you leave it alone. Exactly. But it's, it's that dude who keeps, you know, all right, back door's locked. And he keeps trying to jimmy the lock. Yeah, see, yeah. see, that, see that's but, the dude. But see, that's
1: what back door Willie mm-hmm. do. Because back door Willie, the last thing he wants to do mm-hmm. is come through the front door. Mm-hmm. He might start checking windows and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's not coming to the front door.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's
2: what that's the guy i don't like okay okay as far page. As,
1: like as far as competition
2: cuz cuz to me it's like this all right you know there you've all seen that dude who's kind of slipping mm-hmm. ain't treating his woman right and it's like okay i'm not out here trying to disrespect dude but he obviously does not appreciate what he has and it might be a situation where you have to you know, you got to slide on in there. I understand that. Mm-hmm.
1: And what I'm saying is, if that opportunity presents itself, mm-hmm. you could still walk through the front door. Okay. Okay. I'm like, look, I don't know what's going on with you and your man. That's none of my business. But I'm available. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to look into that further, let me know. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming around the back door, oh, well, you know, he was creeping with so-and-so. You know, mm-hmm. your, your boyfriend, Jimmy, I seen him at the party with Kelly last week, and they <laughs> was in the corner wall dancing, and everybody knows what the wall dance is. Understood. You Understood? know? Understood. Yeah. Okay, okay. That, 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 that's the difference in the approach I be. Mean. Okay. Like, take your shot. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of dating attractive women, as I think most guys are. Okay, yep. But what most guys whether fail or don't want to accept, fail to accept or don't, just don't want to accept, mm-hmm. is you're not going to be the only guy who thinks she's attractive. Okay. So, the same way you saw her, thought she was attractive, mm-hmm. and wanted to take your shot, you can't be upset or insecure about the fact that somebody else mm-hmm. saw her, thought she was attractive, and wanted to take their shot. Mm-hmm. You just have to trust her that she wants to be with you and will shoot them down. Mm-hmm. That's all part of what happens. I'm okay with all of that. It's the one guy who wants to come around and be like, "Oh yeah, Mike Jones. I saw him at the party, mm-hmm. and him and Sabrina were in the corner dancing all crazy." And well, were you
2: dancing all crazy with Sabrina? What's that got to do with Joe? <laughs> that's got. That's another Joe's business. Uh, that's not. I,
1: that's irrelevant. <laughs> Has absolutely nothing to do with Joe.
2: Still not a yes or no to.
1: I might have been. I might not have been.
2: But Joe didn't need to tell but, Joe didn't need to tell you, Shorty. Sure, that that's what you was doing. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because no for right. all, for all he knows, we're at a party mm-hmm. and I'm dancing with somebody. Mm-hmm. When it's over, yeah. I left. I went home to my girl, and that was all it was to it. No okay. big deal.
2: No harm, no foul.
1: No harm, no foul. Understood. Understood. He doesn't know one mm-hmm. way or the other. Mm-hmm. He's just going back. Yeah, you know, Mike was doing this. and Mike was doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if you want to try to get her, yeah, do it on your own merit. Gotcha. Not on the backs of my mis- alleged
2: mistake. I understand. That's all. I understand. I understand. And and all all of this is what keeps you on Facebook to this day,
1: among other things.
2: Among, okay. Oh. Well, look. Like I said, now that. Now I, I've found a way to navigate these social media streets. Like now I I see the val the social value of social media within my married life mm-hmm. because 15 years ago, what was social media to me was just hollering at girls. <laughs> if I was talking, I didn't like here here's a, like I I have a circle of social media friends. Now, my, my my rule for social media, especially on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter is a little bit more open, mm-hmm. but Instagram and Facebook, my rule for that is if we are to be friends, I have to have been in a room with you at least once. Okay. That is my rule. Now, yes, you know, sometimes I'll make exceptions, and a lot of times that, that just takes a lot of, uh, a level of interaction that then that brings comfort. But for the most part, my rule is if we are friends on Facebook and Instagram, and primarily that's because on Facebook and Instagram I share pictures of my kids. Okay. And I don't want everyone looking at my kids.
1: I understand. Yeah. You know, so Twitter is more limited to yeah, sports, yeah. work related mm-hmm. yeah. things, news. And like I very rarely. And right. I think that's why I like Twitter and mm-hmm. why I'm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It, the, the scope tends to be more focused. Yeah. Twitter seems to be more for like news junkies and sports yeah. junkies yeah. than people wanting to put out every aspect of their personal life.
2: Yeah. I very rarely put pictures of my kids on Twitter. And if I do, I don't refer to them by name because I don't want somebody, you know, seeing my kids and come, you know, yeah. and be like, "Oh, you know, hey, what's up? I you know, I know John Brown. Yeah, I know you like, you know, some crazy Oh, you're so so son. and Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't need that. Nobody I don't need them. so on Insta like Instagram, my Instagram uh account is private. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have, you know, I will interact with more people through, you know, Philly GoFlow site Okay. Best in the world site and whatever the business. site. Yeah, the business. You know that's but where the, I do business. But your personal interactions, those personal. That's exactly. personal. It's okay. personal. So, but you know, like now, I, I can do that. Like I said, I understand you, you can make friends, you be cool people, whatever. But in the end, you know, social media. You know, now I, I understand it's 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 evolved for me, so I can be on Facebook because I know I don't have to be out here. You know. Hmm. I'm not out here looking to score no more because the brother's happily married. <laughs> huh? And once again, to a, to to invoke the words of Dwayne Wayne, I got a good thing. I got a good thing at home, and I ain't giving up any of that for any of y'all. There you go. All right. So there you go. We got ourselves another good non-sports segment out of us schooling these folks.
1: I mean, sometimes it's gotta happen.
2: I understand. Now you know you, you got inside the mind of Mike Jones. Mike Jones is just out here. Hey, baby, can you cook? <laughs> Which is cool. Real quick. Oh, I
1: used... But see, that's the thing. It mm-hmm. wasn't a hey, baby, or a yo, or it was just... it's a. It's a very restrained,
2: mm-hmm.
1: polite, although somewhat shocking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hi, I'm Michael. Can you cook?
2: Now I will say this. I had some. And to I, me.
1: I mean, randomly, like. Some girl you've never met before yeah. on the street, in the club, at the bar. Hi, I'm Michael. Can you cook?
2: Now, me and the crew used to have something. We used to uh, we used to have a contest. How many girl? How many phone numbers could you get? And you could only use the words "Can I call you"? Mm-hmm. That was it. Excuse me. Can I call you? That's how. That's how it had to start. Can I call you? Where you go from there? The conversation with the girl had to start with. Can I call you? Then at the end of the night, you tally up how many numbers you got. <laughs> okay. We go, we go get you know we go get something to eat or whatever. Goes you know we, we go out to a club, go out to a party, whatever, chill, whatever. Find a little twenty four hour diner. Go get something to eat. At the end of the night, who got what?
1: Okay. All right, I can get it. Can I call you? Seems like too many words for me. Understood. I, I would put. It I mean, like, I know it's only four words. Yeah, but it's just too many for me.
2: But it was like, like, and no, like and that's one, I, two, I, that's one word too many. Can three words,
1: three words too many. Three words. But you are saying, can I? Can you cook? That's three words. Okay, possibly. Most of the time, mm-hmm. all you are getting is a hello. And and see, the thing is, the, the, now I I have to frame this properly. Mm-hmm. Hello is a mu- Gentlemen, take notes. Oh. Please pay attention to this.
2: Where, where's my pad and pen?
1: The word hello is a much better opening line, pickup line, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. than hey, baby, hey, shorty, hey, sweetheart, uh, yo, I, I can, or any other any of the other things you want to say.
2: I, I and, got a confession to make.
1: And I, I can convey the, so many different things with – my tone mm-hmm. simply by s- how I say hello. There's a, there's the hello, just in mm-hmm. the polite friendly. Yeah. There's the mm, hello, or there's the mm, hello. The, but every hello conveys what yeah. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what my intentions are without having to be overly wordy and risk being corny or throwing out a bad line that she's gonna, hello is just regular conversation. Mm -hmm.
2: Her reaction
1: will let you know whether or not the conversation even has a chance
2: to continue it. I I have a confession. And it's easy
1: to walk away from a hello.
2: I I have a confession. I'm listening. I I, I was a shorty guy. I I was.
1: You know I'm disappointed in you right now, right?
2: It's one of them things where it's like you look back at your life I'm 43 years old. I'm a 43 year old father of two daughters now, mm-hmm. and and that's what and, and that's part of what, what what's helped me with this revelation. 20 years ago, you know, you were a shorty. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I'll tell you what stopped it. I'll tell you what 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 began to stop it, and it wasn't even really by choice. Like I I I always call women shorty. Mm-hmm. Yo, shorty, shorty, can I talk to you? Shorty, hey Shorty, dated a girl who liked that name.
1: Liked to be called Shorty. Liked
2: being called Shorty, wanted to be Shorty. I want to be your Shorty. Mm-hmm. I want to be, and that, she's that's my girl at the time.
1: So when you break up, no one else can be Shorty.
2: Yeah, well, here's well, I will say I didn't use it this one when I broke up with this girl. Mm-hmm. And just in case she's listening, so I can be real, when she broke up with me. <laughs> honest man you know and just keep it real because i I don't want that to come back out to you talk about when you broke out with me i left you but but nonetheless when the relationship was over you know i didn't want to call other people you know mm-hmm. shorty so it was like the, you know it, the name had kind of run its course naturally but she wanted to be shorty and while i'm dating you know while i'm dating her Knowing that she used to, you know, I want to be your only shorty. I want to be shorty. She would like write letters, send emails, whatever. inside of shorty. Sign with shorty. So I couldn't, you know, very, you know, you can't
1: I, just go around calling everybody yeah, shorty. You can't do that anymore. So that
2: kind of you know, she kinda,
1: eliminated your use of the word shorty. Yeah,
2: she 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 put that to Well,
1: because, if you're listening, whatever your name is, thank you, miss. Uh, thank you for eliminating that word from my friend's vocabulary. It
2: is. I. Uh, uh, Every now and then it might slide, might slide out, but I'm not out there like it was before, like <laughs> like oh shorty, sure. like I'm, I'm a grown man now, and and I have a, I have a deep seated fear of being the old man in the club. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't want that to be me. I don't want to be a creepy old man, so I can't be out here 43 years old, but calling people shorty, call girls shorty, and
1: yet another reason the hello works. Yes, okay. You oh. can use hello at any age. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say what I was just thinking, uh-huh. but you can use the hello. I could walk up to a girl with her mother or with her father <laughs> mm-hmm. and say hello.
2: You ain't going to walk up to my girls. Or, or how or, old is your
1: daughter? Well, how old's your oldest daughter?
2: Oldest daughter's 11.
1: 11. So say some 12, 13 year old boy at her school, 11 to 12, close oh. close age range.
2: Don't get these boys killed. Uh,
1: Walks. He, he thinks your daughter's cute. Mm-hmm. He likes her. Mm-hmm. She's standing there talk talk, and he walks up and says, "Hello, Mr. Brown," and then looks at your daughter and says, "Hello." Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh! See, right there. He said hello to you first. Yeah, he yeah, he was he, he was polite yeah. and he greeted yeah. you.
1: Yeah. Even made of even shook your hand. Yeah, and then says hello to your daughter.
2: Yeah, he's got to die. <laughs> <laughs> Word. That's 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 not happening, son.
1: <laughs> so guys aren't even allowed to say They're, hello to your daughter. Even, look,
2: every look. I, I, and I've told people this, because people see my daughters and they, and they always joke with me, oh, you know, you're going to have to get that shotgun. And you're mm-hmm. I'm like, no, ain't going to be no shotguns. Ain't going to be no guns. I, I don't need that. Somebody come at my daughter, gon', they're going to get these hands. I, I need that <laughs> satisfaction. <laughs> ain't going to be no, I, I don't need to shoot anybody. You,
1: you realize at some point your daughters are going to date, right? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, and and and, and, t- look, and
1: not every guy they date will be a good guy, most likely. Look, don't get these boys killed. <laughs> don't get, and don't I'm prepared. trying to prepare you for the fact well, that I, I, that's I, not actually an option.
2: I, I, I understand, but be prepared that one day I might have to be on this show telling you how I beat some young man to a bloody pulp. <laughs>
1: You, you remember being a teenager I do. dating, don't you? I, I,
2: I do. It happens. Yeah, I, I do. And and I, I understand, and I will tell you this. It's part of the process. It is part of the process. I am much happier on this side of that conversation <laughs> because I've met some dads, you know, and, and mm-hmm. met some dads and some big brothers who are very protective. And I will say this. I respect them a lot more now that I am on, on this, this side. side. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I might have thought somebody had a big, you know, in fact, I, I put it the girl I was just talking to you about. Mm-hmm. She has an older brother. Okay. You think her older brother was a jerk. Now that I got do it, you know, I understand, and it's like, all right, what how he was makes a whole lot, a lot more sense, sense
1: now mm-hmm. because you have a lot I, more perspective. Yeah, I have, a lot,
2: I have a little more perspective because when I was dating, when I was dating an old girl, and her brother was being her brother, my sister wasn't dating yet. Mm-hmm. Then as things got older, you know, I'm now not with that girl, but my sister is now dating, and I'm over here like, all right, you know what? Now it makes more sense. I gotta be like him now. And see, that that's the difference.
1: I never had a brothers mm-hmm. or fathers or anyone of girls I dated mm-hmm. that I had issues with or didn't get along well, with.
2: Well, I will say, I, I will say this,
1: and I will I, say this plainly. In my youth. Mm-hmm cocky bordering on arrogant yeah and a deviant in some regards but i never had issues with brothers or fathers
2: i well i will say this i i never had issues like there was never a time where there was someone i was dating had a family or whatever that i did not get along with Mm -hmm. now you know i might not thought much of them at the time or, you know, I might have had an opinion of, but it was like, it was never like we couldn't hang out or there was some any, any animosity. Or if there was, you know, it wasn't like when we interacted with each other. Like, I, I pretty much, like, for the most part, parents liked me. They thought I was a good dude. They thought I was, you know, they, they, they thought I was all right. Now, what they thought of me after the relationship ended. Oh, that's a different story. Yeah, that's a different story. That that might have changed. Like there there might have been a couple of there, there, I in fact I know there were a couple of women who I've talked to after after the relationship who was like, Yeah, my mom really always thought, you know, you was cool and I had to tell her, like, yeah, 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 yeah John was a jerk. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. uh, man.
2: But look, I mean, it, 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 it is, is what it is. is. It is what it is. All right, look, we still got sports to talk about, though. We do. Let's, let's take a quick break. Okay. And then we
1: can come back. And I still have something I want to get into.
2: Okay. Let's do it.
1: And, you know, it's not personal. That's all I'm going to say. It's not personal. Okay. Oh, boy.
2: All right, we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> on the other side. Offense, defense, and Discord. You feeling this
0: podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search best in the world sports. James Lewis.
3: There's so many people walking around with the Best Buy polo. Then you have the Sprint people. Then you have the Geek Squad people. Then you have the 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 Cox Cable people. So there are 38 people Walking around at Best Buy doing absolutely nothing.
1: Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Can we say
3: ah, No, we can't. Why. We can't say that. We, okay. we, we cannot say that. Okay. Uh, we shouldn't say that. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that.
1: You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect dancers. But that's okay,
2: because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same.
0: For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. The following is a production of the Lance J. Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio.
1: All right, everybody, we are back having some fun today. We're talking some sports. We've been talking injured quarterbacks. We've been talking social media, pickup lines, <laughs> shorties,
2: shorty, sup, <laughs> shorty,
1: but. We're going to take it back to sports real quick, try to see if we can get focused again. All right. And first segment, we talked a lot about NFL, how the landscape has changed over the first two weeks. Mm -hmm. We named a couple big-time, big-name quarterbacks, starting with Andrew Luck, then through Breeze, Newton, and Roethlisberger, Mm -hmm. guys going down for extended periods of time. Okay that always means one thing is going to happen. What's up? Someone's going to start asking for Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. You start seeing starting multiple starting quarter ca- starting caliber quarterbacks go down. Mm-hmm. At some point it's inevitable that the Kaepernick questions come up. Yeah. Now, there was a conversation on Twitter. Okay. A couple days ago. All right. Former NFL front office man, former former general manager Joe Banner
2: mm-hmm.
1: makes the statement that – and a statement that I generally agree with mm-hmm. that regardless of talent, any honest conversation about bringing in Kaepernick, of course that's who we're talking about,
5: mm-hmm.
1: has to include – conversation about the media circus that's going to come with it. Mm-hmm. You seem to disagree.
2: Not necessarily.
1: All right. and For anybody out there, if you didn't catch the tweet, I'm going to read it for okay. you. Joe Banner tweets, from day one, I have supported what Cap did and said from a talent perspective, it's crazy that he has not been signed. That said, any honest discussion about why he hasn't signed or hasn't been signed should include the circus the media will create whenever he signs.
2: Mm.
1: No team wants to deal with that. Okay. You responded to Joe Banner on Twitter. I did. Your response was pretty straightforward f- and you told Joe that in 2009 he signed Mike Vick, who missed the last 2 thou- the last 2 years in prison and he led the organization to the playoffs. And then you ask the question, how exactly would the media circus be bigger for a guy who missed two years because he was blackballed for his community activism and charity work? So not a complete indictment or disagreement with what Joe Banner said, Mm -hmm. but definitely a different perspective, to say the least. Mm -hmm. One. If you're a GM, mm. are you looking at bringing in Kaepernick? If you're one of, one of the GMs that has injuries to its starting quarterback,
2: I think. Well, look, look, uh, just to clarify, this—I I mean, you're t- you're talking about just Kaepernick. Bring with everything with all of his. And with, I'm using air quotes. In, baggage, including
1: I mean. everything we know about him right now.
2: I think there's no. I don't think there's a reason not to. You know, so I think I, I. You asking me should okay. should they? Is is that what you're asking me?
1: I'm asking, would you? Would I? Would you? If you're a GM, you're yes. a owner. You bring them in. Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: I think in in the situation because I think there's there's a lot of narrative. And hearsay, and there's so much surrounding the situation where it kind of it muddies the conversation. Like, at this point now, Colin Kaepernick can't make any salary demands. They're like, oh, he's they can't afford him. Oh, he's going to want big bank." Colin Kaepernick can't come in and ask for okay. a boatload of cash. Now, I, I have a couple questions for okay, you. Okay, go ahead.
1: So... <clears throat> I don't particularly like the Mike Vick comp- comparison. Okay. Mike Vick committed a crime, mm-hmm. was suspended for two years, mm-hmm. served his, t- literally yeah. served his okay. time, Okay, paid his debt to society, and then was reinstated. Mm-hmm. And like it or not, there was a media circus around Mike yeah. Vick when he came back. Yes. That being said, it went away fairly quickly. Fairly
2: okay. Well, let, let me let me let me, make, but, me before you make your point because I, I see where you're going. Let me make one. Uh, let me make one clarification of where I stand. Okay. I completely supported them signing Mike Vick. Okay. This was not to say sign the signing of Mike Vick was wrong. Uh,
1: and and I I understand. I don't think you I I did not get the impression at least that you were saying the the signing of Vick was wrong. More so, it seemed like if you're signing, if you're comfortable signing Vic, why aren't you comfortable signing Kaepernick?
2: I, and I and, okay, go ahead, make, make your point. And,
1: and I was, th- in my mind, the Vic comparison isn't apt. I would use more of a Tim Tebow comparison. And, and the reason I would use a more, uh, a Tim Tebow comparison, is as much as Americans love their dogs, the two single most polarizing conversations in America right now are religion and politics. Tim Tebow's media circus controversy, a lot of that, was based on his religion. And most teams did not want to deal with it because if you take a side, the other side's going to bash you. If you try to be neutral, both sides will bash you. Likewise, the Colin Kaepernick situation being being politicized the way it was, regardless of what his intent was when he began his protest, because it became about the quote unquote flag rather than about injustice. There is an absolutely political environment, political element to it, regardless of what you think about Kaepernick. You say things like "Oh, well, I should not say that say but you wear things like pig socks and Castro t-shirts. You've politicized this thing yourself. It you he himself made it about not just the injustice in the movement, but political leanings and ideologies that are absolutely going to polarize the, the your audience. And then so from that perspective alone absolutely you're going to get a media circus much bigger than what mike vicks was and then additionally before i let you hop back in the other thing i would say is that okay how can i phrase this do you have anybody that works for you
2: not necessarily okay you know not on a
1: regular basis have you had anybody that worked for you ever? hmm Okay. Now, say that person decided they wanted to sue you. Okay, you sued me. They may have even had just cause for suing you. Won the lawsuit. You were wrong. They were right. What are the odds of them coming to work for you again after that? What would you say the odds of someone who just sued you and getting a settlement from you be of them coming back to work for you thereafter?
2: I've heard that question numerous times. And it makes sense. However, I think the circumstances within this situation or more unprecedented yes on the surface you hear all right this is a man who took a company who been kept out of a company for x amount of years now who then took that company to court settled with that company but still looks for employment within that company and on the that sur-
1: sounds like lunacy to me
2: i understand that sounds like lunacy because but I but honestly I feel like, you know what? This isn't your regular situation. I understand what that sounds like. But let's look at but honestly, it's like, okay, the reason why he was kept out of this situation circles around a belief system that he has. I think and was he
1: cut because of his belief system?
2: Was he cut because of his belief
1: system? No. Okay.
2: No. But however, I think that you know, I think that the situation that the NFL is in because the NFL uh, in the end one of my one of the the biggest problems with the the biggest problem with this situation is people are trying people are desperately trying to hold on to this narrative that this has all been rational thinking rational behavior rational acts from a, co- a corporation towards an employee and I don't think that's true I think I, I do where have footballs have football related decisions played a part in to are there certain football Actual football aspects that put that played a part in Colin Kaepernick not being, not having a job. Yes, however, has it been completely rational? Is this? Are we talking completely rational thinking? No. And I and and and
1: and I, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm defending the NFL or saying they're blameless in this in this all at all, mm-hmm. but. I'm just trying to be realistic about where the situation is now. I understand,
2: I understand that, but not but, where it was in, two, three years ago. But but in but in, in, where it is now. But in the realism, mm-hmm. they in the realism, in acknowledging the realism, you have you have to also acknowledge that in getting to this point, there was a lot of irrational thinking and a lot of uh, just a lot of irra- rational, and just. Changing of the narrative, mischaracterizations—a lot of that played a part into what we got, where okay. we are now. Now, now, now. I have
1: to ask a question. Now, just a quick question, so you can continue. But mm-hmm. point of clarity: when you're talking about mischaracter mischaracterizations and things like that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: are you talking about things that were done by the league? things that were done by the media or things that were done by fans.
2: I think that we're talking about all of it. When we're talking about irrationality, mm-hmm. we're talking about all of that because we're talking about you know, how was characterized in the media, mm-hmm. how owners of this company think of the situation, what owners, how or owners of this company characterize it how fans characterize it because there are people who will say hey this man was standing up against police brutality this man was standing up against injustice this man was standing up against racism and there are other people who are saying hey this man hates cops this man hates this country this man hates our flag he's disrespecting our flag and 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 these are these are sentiments that were Either report as reported by the media, shared by the fans. Sh- some of those beliefs shared by owners.
1: Where did the sentiment that he hates cops come from? You
2: mean who specifically?
1: No, not who. Where? What do you like? Where did I hear that he hates cops? No. Where did the idea that he c- hates cops come from? It came from Colin Kaepernick. The way he carried himself, the way he presented himself, and things he wore. No, I, I
2: I disagree with that because here's the problem: a lot of people say, as an example of what he wore, they'll say the socks. My question is this: if are 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 police officers who break the law and violate civil rights, are they not pigs? But do you make a distinct? Now,
1: see, the, you hear the distinction and the nuance you just used. Yes,
2: yes, yes. You
1: have to take this in consideration. I understand the distinction yes. and the nuance you just moved. Yes. You just made. Yes, he did not make. No, he just.
2: Did he not make them, or did you, or did, or do, or do the people who who characterize him as a top hater? Is that what they used? Did they but ignore the nuance or did he not use the nuance? He didn't use it. I disagree. John, I think
1: I hold on here cuz hear me out. Mm-hmm. You're a public figure. Yes. Cameras are on you mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. You're a starting quarterback, a yes. star yes. in the biggest TV attraction in the world. Mm-hmm. Without explanation, you put on something like that. Mm-hmm. You did that to yourself.
2: I understand he that did, uh, he uh, did. He did not provide the new. Do that to themselves? No. Know what you're doing? No. What? No. It, it's like. But honestly, if you're if if in if that is the conclusion that you're drawing, if you're saying that him taking this action, if you're sa- if those.
1: I now be clear. I no, didn't say no, he ha- no. I
2: didn't say he hates cops. No, I understand. I that. said he
1: failed to provide the nuance necessary in the same manner you just did.
2: I well what I am saying is I think people who think if you if that is the accusation that you're making, I think that that absence of nuance comes from a blatant mischaracter... like you're trying to mischaracterize what he's saying. But what I'm saying is this. You're a public figure. Mm-hmm.
1: You have a platform where mm-hmm. millions and millions of people are exposed to what you say and do. Mm-hmm. Which means you're also going to be subject to mob mentality. Okay. If you're trying to attack an issue like this, mm-hmm. that is this nuanced, this ingrained in society, mm-hmm. you can't be foolish enough to put out messaging without considering what the messaging you're putting out is going to is going to do. Mm-hmm. That's the world we live in right now. Yeah. We live in a world where one thing I said on social media 15 years ago, in complete isolation from any context of anything going around it can cost you your career. That is true. The, so when I say he didn't provide the nuance, I'm not saying he hated cops. Mm-hmm. I'm saying when you're, when you're trying to lead this type of movement, mm-hmm. you have to take the time to be very, very careful about how you present your messaging because this is a message you know people are looking for every excuse to push back against. I that's what I'm saying. I, I, and so when yep. I say he did that, I'm saying he he wore, a, you're in America and you wear a known socialist t shirt with Castro. Mm-hmm. You get up there and talk about, oh yeah, Cuba's doing this and that's not gonna fly well. And not just with the, the white Americans and the hardcore. Mm-hmm you know, demo- democratic people.
2: Yeah, you're gonna, the you're, people, the people. The people in the Cuba, his, Cuba. The
1: Hispanics yeah, that fled yes, Cuba. Because yes,
2: of, Q, you know, no, Latinos, and, Hispanics, and, and Cubans in particular. Yes, I understand.
1: Police officers, as much as they do, there is a f- faction that does a lot of bad stuff, mm-hmm. they're not all bad. No. So when I wear something that characterizes police officers as pigs without taking the time to be thoughtful enough and to provide the context and nuance, and I'm putting this out there to millions of people. Well, I'm asking for mob mentality.
2: I understand. I understand that. But honestly, but 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 to address what you are saying, to address what you are saying, the problem the problem with asking Colin Kaepernick to be more mindful of the nuance in what he said, it leads to it, it, honestly, it leads to a double standard. Now, and, and now now. I, I, I allowed you to speak. Now I'm, I'm saying, in that same aspect, because you can't sit here and say, "Hey, you know, you if you want to take a stand against what how you perceive the message that Colin Kaepernick took, if you're taking if you're taking a stand against the message you think he, you believe he is saying, wait, there were way too many people." Who would criticize NFL players and call them all oh they're all nothing but thugs. And there was nobody saying, hey, I'm only talking about a you know, A, B, and C. And we bash them too. But do we? Yes, we do. Do we?
1: You, I, well, you don't get on are you telling me you don't get on the air and talk bad about people who will bash NFL players as thugs and gangsters without providing context? But, but when I'm
2: but when You when do I'm, that, right? Yeah. I, well I'm saying okay so but the po- the point that i am trying to make is it's like look you can't sit here and and bash this person for his absence of nuance with a criticism that is absence of nuance that's part of why we're in this position that's part of that's part of this back and forth that is part of the divide but but
1: that, that's exactly my point what you where you just went mm-hmm. exactly makes my point because he opened himself up to mob mentality when you're trying to lead a mo- movement like this it's bigger than just you. You can't just flippantly say, oh, people will understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be smarter than that mm-hmm. when you put yourself in this position. No one asked you to step up and lead this movement. You decided you wanted to do it, mm-hmm. which means you have to be thoughtful enough to take this movement in the right direction because mm-hmm. it's going to come back on you. Mm-hmm. I, have, I, have, I fully respect the movement. I fully respect the cause. That being said, I absolutely do not think he was thoughtful enough in the way he went about a lot of it.
2: I think to to address what you said, to address your point,
1: mm-hmm.
5: I
2: think this also goes back to what we said a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the whole Eric Wee Jay-Z thing mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know what, I said that at that point, that I thought that we as a people, and I, now I'm talking specifically black people, Okay, I thought that we as a people are past the point of air quote leaders in the sense that, okay, I I believe our direction is clear. How we get there, what we do to get, you know, might might differ. Where we as a people need to, where we need to go Is clear. I don't need a leader to tell me that. However, I also believe that we are past the point where we need to see. uh, Everyone needs to see eye to eye on everything. We're past that. So it's like you know what I I understand. But you know who's can't. Hold hold, hold on, Let, let let me finish. All right, let me finish. What I'm saying is, all right. I don't have to be. I don't have to agree. One hundred percent with Colin Kaepernick to say, "Hey, you know what? He says some things that I truly agree with." Sometimes, you know, it's some an old uh, an old preacher friend used to tell me, "You got sometimes you got to chew the meat, spit out the bones." So, you know what? Maybe his message did lack tact, lack some nuance. However, where the divide comes in, whereas okay, you know what? Maybe it did. But there are a lot of people mischaracterizing his stance, mischaracterizing his, his, his intentions, mischaracterizing his movement. And those, let let me finish. Those people are being, and that's part of the, that's part of the divide. That's part of where we are now, where it's like, okay, those people who wanted to, a lot of those people who wanted to offer those mischaracterizations and want to try and, uh, and try and, uh, downplay, downsize, you know, uh, uh, trivialize his movement based on those, based on a lack of nuance in his articulation, those people are still being, you know, they want to then jump back on the side of rationale and jump back on the side of clear thinking and that's being rejected. So it's like, look, you know, you can sit there and say, all right, Colin Kaepernick, right. cops.
1: Colin I, got, Ka- I gotta hop in because, because I'm, I'm hearing you. And I, it's not that I disagree,
5: mm-hmm.
1: but there's something there's something in there that I think you're missing. You're you're, you're people absolutely mis mischaracterize his message.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: What I'm what I think you're missing is that part of that mischaracter mischaracterization is a direct result of Kaepernick's lack of nuance provided. Mm-hmm. And when you fail to provide detailed nuance mm-hmm. in a emotionally personal, to many people type of subject matter like this, this is the obvious result. Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton called some people some deplorables. Whether or not she was right, it sunk her. Mm -hmm. There have actually been, and I can't believe I'm about to say this on the air, there have been points that the current president has made that I thought were valid, but because of the way he provi- presented them, it's tossed out the window. Mm-hmm. Nuance is absolutely ne- necessary when you're dealing with certain subjects.
2: All right, well, this this is where I feel like you're getting this wrong, because I feel like you're hearing me and trying to, I, it, it sounds like you think I'm downplaying the need for nuance. I don't. Okay, well, uh, because I because, that. because that, that that's what it sounds like. Because I'm not, I haven't missed anything. This is not me missing the need for nuance. But what I am saying is, however, I think, I think, there are people using that lack of nuance to purposely and blatantly miss. This isn't people. Oh, mi- this but, no, no no no. Let no, me no, finish. No, let me finish. Hold
1: no, on, no, no. 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 because you brought this up too. Talking about how with Kaepernick, there are people let me say this properly with Kaepernick we talked about how now I want to make sure I say this clearly it's a, so we, because this is one of those subjects that does absolutely get emotional for people mm-hmm. and this is not something personal between you and I I, I really want to have a open like no. a full, well, a contextualized conversation. Jam- James
2: this. Lewis once said on on our show that he thought we were t- arguing about something so much that he thought we were going <laughs> to go to the commercial <laughs> and go outside and fight. This is this is not one of those conversations. No, no, not I, understand. At all. I understand. I I'm sitting. I'm sitting back but, listening to you.
1: But what what I am saying though is that when you are dealing with in this in this arena outside you're you're outside of sports now you're into real life sports is the escape you're into real life now mm-hmm. and you're going to get real visceral reactions from people when you take it upon yourself to put yourself in the spotlight for a cause you have to be sure that you are careful and mindful not to damage the cause, mm-hmm. being you, mm-hmm. and how you were saying you think we're past the point where we have to all be in agreement and mm-hmm. we have to all have a leader. Kaepernick doesn't seem to think that, because him and his girlfriend are the ones that come out anytime somebody does something they don't like and be like, "Well, you didn't check with us first. Mm-hmm. You didn't." He's—they're making themselves the movement. But and, and if it, you're making yourself the movement all that nuance and everything else I'm talking about is exactly why it's so important because he's made himself the movement.
2: But understand, but, and this is what I am saying. And I think this is part of, this is part of the divide. This is part of why this is such a hot topic because I understand something. It's like, I, I'm not disregarding the need for nuance, mm-hmm. but if you're, if you're if the basis of the criticism is his lack of nuance it cannot be ignored if the criticism of him lacks that same nuance. But and, and I don't,
1: and that's the thing I don't right because no, right mm-hmm. now what I am tech, what I am personally mm-hmm. addressing yeah. is not the response from the other side. I
2: understand that. But, I understand. But, but they go. I, but they go. on. You me, hold, on, me, hold, the on other. hold on. Hold on.
1: The other side absolutely responded without nuance. Mm-hmm. But. You can't ask me to respond with nuance to something that was given to me without nuance. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, Why can't you? What nu- why
2: can't you? Because. because what nuance
1: but, am I responding to? I but, would, but here's Because pre- pre- uh, what was presented to me, and this, uh, again, this is not so- something I necessarily said Colin Kaepernick intended. Mm-hmm. But what I did say was he didn't provide the nuance. Mm-hmm. The messaging, of, like, for example, the Castro shirt or the pig socks, mm-hmm. that message is out by the media where the media says he's wearing those socks that show cops as pigs he's wearing a castro shirt and talking about and talking about all the stuff going on in cuba Mm -hmm. and then within that he's not at the same time this messaging is coming out providing us with the context we need to take it any other way but for him to get a generic N- a nuanced response, See, because the per the people, so, is well, this, let, real quick, and I'm done. The people he's trying to reach with his message aren't you and I that already understand the nuance. The people he's trying to reach with his message are the people who are blind to the nuance, which means you have to be very careful with how you present it to them, or you're just going to get a defensive, argumentative response rather than a thoughtful one.
2: Okay, and wh- but the pr- but the problem is those people who are blind to the nuance Mm -hmm. those people who are blind to the nuance they're what what they have landed themselves into is part of their own doing that's their own doing because they're blind to the nuance there are people who don't want to understand the situation they don't now 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 let me finish now let me finish now because the problem it's like look understand something because a lot of those there are, there's a percentage of those people blind to this nuance who are now owners of football teams. Mm-hmm. Who are now business owners. Absolutely. Who are now the politicians, big sponsors, the politicians. Big, politicians. Yes, blind to the nuance. So it's like, yes, you know what you want if you want to say, hey, Colin Kaepernick Colin Kaepernick did not pay enough attention to the nuance of his statement mm-hmm. as opposed to how he chose to get how he chose to get your attention. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but now, in but with the backlash, you can't just sit here. You know, we're not just talking about Joe Small up the block. We're not talking about John Doe. We're not talking about John Q. America. Now we're talking about the owners of teams, you know, you know, billionaires. Uh huh. So un- unfortunately, you know, they can't act without nuance and not get criticized. So when people are sitting there holding them accountable because of their blind reaction, because of their because their blindness to nuance to to a situation that a player that a player brought. To the forefront that a lot of people who work for him experience mm-hmm. that's now on them that's now part of this problem and it's like look as much as people want to the as much as people want to to narrow this down to just Colin Kaepernick and how he reacted how he chose to move in his in, but that that's really all the conversation
1: is right now because any, any, specifically surrounding Kaepernick not the movement, mm-hmm. not social injustice. Mm-hmm. The conversation comes up about Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. He's getting blackballed from the league. Mm-hmm. They're doing this to Kaepernick. They're doing that to Kaepernick. So let me, We're talking about Kaepernick. So to now, bring. want so to you bring you this, talk about social injustice, we can have a whole completely different conversation. Understand.
2: So let me ask you this. Do you believe that Colin Kaepernick was blackballed out the league? Is it yes or no?
1: I don't think that's a yes or no answer.
2: Yeah, it is. Either he is or he's not. Because,
1: do you, do you, you believe,
2: a re, do you believe, all right, well, this, this is okay. an this this, is
1: a answer I believe needs some nuance.
2: Okay. So let me ask you this, and, and let me see if this will make the. Do you believe Colin Kaepernick's play is what's kept him out the league for two years? No. Do you believe that there are players who have gotten jobs before Colin Kaepernick who aren't better than Colin Kaepernick?
1: Yes. Okay.
2: But you don't believe okay. that he but you don't believe that he's being blackballed,
1: and that I didn't say yes or no okay. to that. Uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, uh, that was a question I said yeah, needed said, nu- okay. I said that question okay. needed
2: nuance Touche. Right, Beca- yes
1: because do you think Tim Tebow was black blackballed out the NFL no do you think Tim Tebow's play warranted another chance in the NFL
2: you mean like right like if T, if Tim Tebow said I want to play football
1: not right now when 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 he left and couldn't get a job. Do you, you think, mean,
2: what, like, with the, after after his last stint with the Eagles, after when t-
1: after matter of fact, after his stint in Denver where he couldn't get another starting opportunity, was a media circus. Teams didn't want to bring him in. We don't want to deal with Tebow and this, that, and the other. Do you think he was blackballed?
2: Blackballed? No.
1: Why wouldn't you use the word blackballed?
2: Because even with the media circus, Jets still gave him a try. Patriots still gave him a try. A Couple years later, Eagles still gave him a try. I think if this was a if this was a situation where in the subsequent years from Colin Kaepernick leaving San Francisco
1: when he opted out voluntarily, when he, yes, when
2: he opted out voluntarily, okay. But we we all know we we've seen we've seen enough players opt out of a contract and when they know get new ones, get new ones, and or new ones. or opt out of, opt out and opt out when they know that if they stay, they'll probably get cut anyway because they need. Because teams need to free up cap free, space. Free up cap move space. On uh, that yes. Yeah, that, that that stuff happens, and a lot, and in those, but very rarely do we see players in that situation. Just never get another sniff.
1: He's been in. He's been in other people's facilities. He's had taken like in meetings.
2: Meet, meetings with who?
1: Seattle, Denver. There were teams interested.
2: There were teams. In,
1: how I mean, when he first left San Francisco. Mm-hmm the reports were he wanted more than teams wanted to offer mm-hmm. now since then reports have come down that come out that he's backed down on some of those request, requests mm-hmm. and things like that but for a few of the teams he's not a guaranteed backup he's competed mm-hmm. seattle he's an absolute backup back
2: now do you bel- now do you think when he left when he left San Francisco, when he opted out, yes, he chose to opt out. Mm-hmm. He still believed he could start in this league. He still be, he could be a starter. Yes, I so, do, I do so think he believed. That, so when initially, now, now we're talking two years later, all right, there's no way. There's no way. If Colin Kaepernick has the same attitude that he had as soon as he left mm-hmm. San Francisco, then yeah, I'm like, yeah, he's absolutely out of his mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, but now where it's like, okay, two years out the league, he has to just take what he can get.
1: But two years out the league, he's not getting anything because he sued him. That lawsuit didn't just happen. Mm-hmm. That lawsuit happened two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was settled a year ago. This is not new. Mm-hmm. He's been out the league for three years. He sued him after one. So he sat one year and then decided I'm never going back to the NFL myself. I, decided, I decide that myself when I sue them
2: that might that might be the case that might be a rational case if the NFL did not say hey you know what we're going to we want to be more we want to be more socially conscious if now let's bring in let's bring in this big superstar who's been a staunch critic of ours because he's going to help us forge a new uh, forge a new road about social justice so at this point it's like you know what you can't blackball a dude out the league because he stood up for social justice. And it's, if 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 you are going to go back and say, "Hey, this is that that this is now on the table," why can't you know if you're going to go back on this? And, and if you're going to go back on one issue, why can't you go back on the other? And I hear you. And that's why I, I,
1: the one, one thing I was saying earlier: we have to separate the movement, social justice, from the person who brought the movement to the forefront. Colin Kaepernick two completely separate things. The NFL can absolutely make an effort to improve things in the arena of social justice without ever bringing Colin Kaepernick back.
2: And that will all then that will always be a black eye on their on, on those efforts. That will stick to those efforts.
1: and and that's where I have to go back to again, call it a black eye. I'm not hiring someone who just sued me. That's fine. then take that black eye. You are with, you are what and that's so, so, what I'm telling so, okay. you. The NFL appears, appears it, it, to be quite yes. happy taking that black eye and so, not flinching, okay. because they're not going to bring back somebody who just sued them. And <laughs> I don't know
2: any company, any employer that would. Then that is fine. And if you're saying that that is cool, then you can't sit. Then you can't criticize. Then the. the the criticism because it's like hey you know what this all this conversation this dialogue between the two of us came from Joe Banner making a tweet saying hey teams have you cannot have a conversation about bringing Colin Kaepernick back mm-hmm. without without another, a subsequent conversation about, about the, the media circus, circus
1: and everything and else that's, that's going to oh, surround.
2: Okay. That's cool. that's cool. I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here saying, hey, you know what? You bring Colin Kaepernick back and nobody's going to care. There's going to be no media circus. My question, my my issue was this. Mm-hmm. I was working in South Philly when we signed, uh, when I shouldn't say we, when, when the Eagles Eagle signed, signed Mike, Mike Vick. Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. Peter didn't go away for that whole season. Nope. Peter was back the next season. Mm hmm. So to sit there, you know, to me, I feel, and let me make, the, I, I feel like now because we're, because now the Eagles have had what, three quarterbacks since Mike Vick mm-hmm. and a Super Bowl win. We're now talking 11 years later. Now, now that I think 11, 11 years later, how we remember the situation has changed. And, and what I am saying now, what I, what I am saying is that the, the media circus, there, there is no it wasn't easy it wasn't short lived there wasn't a, a short lived there are still people who can't speak of mike vick mm-hmm. or mike vick's time in philadelphia
1: without, without having some ill memory without some, ill
2: memories yeah. without feeling like without feeling compelled to mention dog fighting
1: mhm
2: whereas like you just feel like to me i uh in fact i will put it I'll 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 put it to you like this i uh I think Mike Vick just got asked a couple weeks ago what he thought of Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And basically, he said he thought that Lamar Jackson had a game similar to his, but a little bit more refined, like more accuracy, better arm, bigger, he stronger.
1: Actually, he actually but, just spends time studying tape. That's basically what Vick would admit. Okay. Because Vic, Vic admits to not I, studying tape when he was
2: in Atlanta yeah. until he got to Philly. Yeah. But w- the, the point is, like, I saw those stories. I saw the headlines. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't want to read them. And the reason why I didn't want to read them is because I didn't want to see comments from people, oh, yeah, Lamar Jackson, just like Mike Vick, only Lamar Jackson never killed dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, th- those are the, it's like, those are the things i i i just i didn't want to hear that now,
1: now to your point though mm-hmm. now how how divisive that dog the dog fighting incident was with michael vick imagine how divisive in today's environment mm-hmm. something like this could be and like it or not the republican national convention the Republican National Committee, has a much bigger s- platform than PETA. Understood. When the president decided he wanted to politicize this, mm-hmm. and we know what his base is,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and the NFL also knows that his base is a big chunk of their money. Mm-hmm. They're in they're entertainment business, mm-hmm. and, they're not, and like it or not, they're not only here to entertain liberals.
2: I understand. I understand that. And I'm saying, given all of that, as much as things change, things stay the same. Yeah. Right? And what I'm saying is, uh, we, as we as, 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 as divisive and mm-hmm. as as and what I'm saying as divisive and as divided as things are, mm-hmm. what cures all in football? What? So as angry as people were in Philly, as and people were pissed. Mm-hmm. Well-known people were pissed, and I understand. I understand the difference between what's going on with Mike Vick and what's going on with Colin Kaepernick now. This is not me making light of that or even ignoring that. I haven't missed anything. However, all it took was a week two win and then the process of healing started. For Philly fans. For Philly fans. And understand something. And, and, and what I'm saying is team brings Colin Kaepernick in. They start, and, and this is hypothetical. Team bring say hypothetically, completely hypothetically, Jacksonville brings in Colin Kaepernick. Okay. There is a very good chance Colin Kaepernick comes in, wins over the city of Jacksonville. Everyone around, everyone else around the world, everyone else around the country hates Colin Kaepernick. Right. Another case. Let, let me finish. Okay, before you jump in, case in point, case in point, Ray Lewis
5: mm-hmm.
2: for years, and honestly, he had he got to a point where he was pretty darn co- popular again, and then he kind of messed it up at the end mm-hmm. when he jumped into the cop but there were plenty of people bought the city of Baltimore and just the city of Baltimore. Because I say this because Washington DC is 35 minutes away, but
1: it's a different world. Yeah. It's a completely (laughs) different world.
2: So what I'm saying is I can't even say the state of Maryland. I'm saying the surrounding, you know, the Baltimore Mm -hmm. for years loved Ray Lewis. Uh Ray Lewis could do no wrong in Baltimore, in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Everyone else around the country thought Ray Lewis was a murderer who got away with it. Mm-hmm. To the you know to this day there were you know even when even as even as people, and it was funny because even as people uh, e- even as people kind of shifted their opinions of Ray, where it was like okay for years for years people in Baltimore love Ray Lewis you know as as much as people called him a murderer, and when he's when he became a Kaepernick critic all the people who were calling him a murderer well I shouldn't say all but a lot of the people who were calling him a murderer were like hey you know he's got he's got a point there man maybe maybe we should listen to this dude and then the people that were defending him was like wait 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 did he just kill two guys
1: okay now a couple things one mm-hmm. i truly think you're underestimating how personal politics and religion are to people <laughs> no not at all like cuz like you bring up like Mike Vick mm-hmm. dogs mm-hmm. Ray Lewis murder mm-hmm. heinous stories yep. don't scra- don't move the needle when it comes to comparing them to the other two like the politics and religion murder and dog fighting do not move the needle politics and religion are personal with people at their very core I it understand. it really comes down to a matter mm-hmm. of who people truly think of themselves as and the type of person they think they are. So it's going to be far more emotional than the Mike Vick thing or the Ray Lewis thing. Uh, Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. mm -hmm. Now, for example, to your hypothetical, you mentioned Colin Kaepernick going to Jacksonville. They need a quarterback that have a half-decent roster there's a chance he could go there and win some games and you think if they win games alls forgiven in florida in the local area florida is a deeply red state mhm florida is also a very hispanic state mm-hmm. with a lot of castro haters
2: it's not a good fit i understand that and this but this is but this is where i think you're missing this is the point that i feel like you're missing because i feel like you're trying to bring this back to a ra- to rational thinking and there's so much irrationality to this.
1: That doesn't mean I'm going to go and start being irrational. I understand. I'm not going to jump off the bridge of irrationality just because everyone no, else I, is being irrational. No, I
2: understand that. But what you can't, but what you can't do is tr- you can't bring an irrational you can't make irrational people be rational. What I'm saying is like this: You know what? You're, you're, and who who the
1: situation is it that you're I, saying was irrational. When, when That's I'm, what
2: I'm no, about. no. What <laughs> I'm saying is what you're saying, "Hey, look, people are so passionate about this. I don't believe that there are going to be people who who will change their way of thinking just because Colin Kaepernick comes in there and, lo- and wins games." I disagree with that. I, I'm not saying everybody will, but what I'm saying is a good portion of that, a good portion of that population of that fan base will change if Colin Kaepernick comes down there and wins games. I think I think will he turn everybody around? No. Ray Lewis didn't turn everybody around. Mike Vick didn't turn everybody around. All you're saying is Colin Kaepernick has more critics. And, and no, no no let, well, let me no, 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 no. I'm
1: not just saying he has more critics. I'm saying he has less of a chance of turning people around because of the ma- the matter at hand.
2: I don't think that. What I'm saying is that may be true. However, he will still turn people around if they come back in there and win.
1: I th- and I think the people who we, who might well, be quote unquote turned around weren't the ones who really hated them in the first place.
2: Well, I think I think I, I think no no because
1: you I I let you finish. And this is what the then I read. there's a reason I say the people that I think w- who you would possibly be turned around are the ones who don't really truly hate them be, be and this this goes back to what I was saying or before. Mm. Unlike dog fighting, unlike other stuff unlike even Ray Lewis with murder, people's identity, their who they think they are, mm-hmm. is attached to their politics and their religion. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about something that really goes to the core of how people identify. Not just, oh, I like this dog. I mean, no, it's deeper mm-hmm. than that. Not just Oh, it's wrong to kill people. It's deeper than that.
2: I understand that. but however, in fact, I apologize. Were, were you finished? I am okay. Is it? It yes. It's deeper than that, but that doesn't mean that people are that deep into the conversation. And 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 let me let me explain where I'm where I'm going with this. Because yes, there are people very. There are people very passionate about their politics. There are people very passionate about their religion. There are also a lot of people who want to be passionate about their politics and their religion. Who aren't really that passionate about their politics or their religion. Now, let me finish. Let me finish. There are a lot of people who have their politics and their religion dictated to them. And when the not, and what I'm saying is, are there going to be there? There are, there will most certainly be people who come in who see Colin Kaepernick, and their attitudes and their opinions of him never change, no matter what he does as a football player. But there are a, a lot of people who might be passionately against Colin Kaepernick, who might come off as being very deep in their polit- politics or their religion who aren't really that pop, who once the story dies down or once the narrative changes, their opinions change. I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick is going to come in and change everybody's mind. He's not. But however, there are a lot, you know, you to sit there and say, all right, you know, to to talk about how entrenched people are in their beliefs. Takes a real hard look at how entrenched people really are in their beliefs. So there are going to be a lot of people who will say, you know, hell no, I don't want Colin Kaepernick in my town. Hell no, that guy hates cops. That guy hate, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever. And he comes in, and wins games. He's not on. He's not on the air every day about his, you know, his views. Or it could be somebody who says, you know, um, if I may use an example without getting out going too too deep on a tangent. I used to see a lot of people cr- criticize Nipsey Hussle when he died. All the all the fanfare and the celebration about Nipsey Hussle because they thought, oh, this is just another gangbanger who got shot in the streets. Mm -hmm. Who then, and there were a couple people who I was close with who said, hey, you know what, that's who I thought he was when I first saw the news stories. Then I saw what he was doing in his community and what he believed in, and now I realize how tragic of a story this is. And I think, hold, hold on, I think there will be, I think there there can be people not saying all of them but there are people who will sit here and be so passionate and part of the reason why they're so passionate about their beliefs is because they see other people passionate about their beliefs and they just want to fall in line who might say hey he comes in not only is he winning games but he's active in our community no. and their opinions and their stances might might uh softened and I say all this to, to wrap up because I, 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 I know you want to jump in here and I know we're up, up against the time but I feel like in the point that I was trying to make was the bottom line is Joe Banner wasn't afraid of bringing in a convicted felon mm-hmm. did he deserve another shot yes
5: mm-hmm.
2: did he serve his debt to society most certainly I will never I, I am I in no way was I ever, or would I ever try to say that I am against Mike Vick getting another chance? I thought it was great. I was happy it happened here. I, you know, I pl- I thought it was awesome. However, I think to sit on, to, given all the criticism, or whatever, of Colin Kaepernick, if we're if we're sitting here at the where we are now, to say, hey, you know what, for a front office executive who brought in A convicted felon, fresh out of jail, Mm -hmm. to say, "Hey, I'm—I think the media circus would be too much." To me, sounds disingenuous.
1: Well, first of all, he did not say it would be too much. He said, "Oh, what he said was, if you're going to have an honest conversation about bringing in Cap, you have to consider the media circus." That's an accurate statement. Okay. No matter what, that's Mm -hmm. an accurate statement. And he hasn't played football in three years. So if you bring him in, he's competing maybe for a starting spot. Mm -hmm. He's not a guaranteed starter. You don't want that kind of media circus around someone who's a potential backup. Mm -hmm. It's a distraction from everything. That being said, the other thing, like you you brought up Nipsey Hussle. Mm -hmm. Nipsey Hussle to many people was an unknown. Like, they may have had their preconceived notions, Mm -hmm. but he was an unknown quantity. Mm -hmm. They had no idea anything he did one way or the other. Like, oh, I think he's a gang. People have already... Colin Kaepernick is no longer an unknown. People may not know what they should know, but they're not going to treat him like an unknown. He's in a situation where he will be treated, like, as a known quantity, simply because... For two reasons: one, the the narrative has been been out for so long, people feel like they know everything, whether or not they do. And two, when Kaepernick himself had the opportunity to be more thoughtful with how he was presenting his messaging, he didn't take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where I go back to saying I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick hates cops. You never heard me say that. Mm. You never heard me say Colin Colin Kaepernick wants to be a communist, socialist, Castro-loving, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Not what I'm saying either. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is he was not careful enough in how he presented his messaging, and when you're presenting messaging, especially unpopular messaging to a large population of the country, when you tell half the country maybe a little more than half, yeah, y'all treat us wrong. Y'all are messed up people. You have to include the nu- nuance mm-hmm. in how you provide that messaging, mm-hmm. because criticism's hard to take for anyone. Mm-hmm. Now, when that criticism comes without the necessary nuance to help me to help me realize that you're just looking to help me be constructive and better, not rather than just bad mouthing me, mm-hmm. it's going to get even worse. And thirdly, when you're dealing with Matters like this that are so personal. Like politics today runs on identity politics. Mm-hmm. It's all about identity policy. Policy is irrelevant these days, it's secondary at best. Mm-hmm. So, in that environment, when you consider all of these things, I'm not absolving the NFL from what they did. I don't want any, no one please think I'm. Please don't think I'm saying that.
2: I, I, I don't. You're to, well, and, look, and, I'll put and, it like and, this. You're talking to me right now, and I, and, I, 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 I see where you're
1: coming and from. And I'm also not saying that Colin Kaepernick's message or intentions were wrong. What I am saying was that how that message was communicated was done poorly, and because it was done poorly, he left himself in a situation where players and businesses aren't going to want to deal with him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what my point is.
2: So uh, so when I
1: hear the the arguments about bringing Cap, he's better than this person, he's better than that. Yeah, he probably is better than some of these people with jobs. But the other people with jobs don't come with all the extra stuff for a backup position, and they didn't sue me either.
2: In the end, I'll put it to you like this. You are going... In the, in the end, I think, giving him a job. Uh, allowing him the opportunity to earn a job. Okay. I don't mean. I got you. Yeah, nobody's going to go let out him there.
1: Go, let him come out there and compete. See, see if he's still good enough to play. And if he's good enough, you give him a job.
2: I feel like you brought up Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. And I think what Tim Tebow has over Colin Kaepernick is, is he
1: was given opportunities at least Jets, to come into philly he got Patriots, he got tryouts preseasons those type of things so
2: as as much as you can say hey you know you as much to me that brought legitimacy to the his play is keeping him out over his religious beliefs all right no, 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 now no, I have no one lem- question for you then i'm lem- gonna lem-
1: lem- lem- i'm gonna let you wrap it up i have one question i want you to answer as you continue this okay. is why i'm stopping you for okay. this so, as you mentioned that with Tebow, with Kaepernick, do you feel like had he not sued the league two years ago, the, the lawsuit? I'm pretty much I'm I'm fairly certain the lawsuit has its beginnings during that first season where he couldn't get a job. Mm-hmm. Whereas there was no, never any legal issues with Tebow. So my question for you is this. As you wrap up and you can take us out. <laughs> do you think that had Colin Kaepernick never took it into the courts with the league that he'd still be in the same situation he is right now?
2: Do I think had he never sued? Had he never sued,
1: do you think he still doesn't get any tryouts in preseasons? Yes. And,
2: Yes, because I believe, I believe he was blackballed out the league.
1: And that's a question I just can't answer. Okay. Because I think he went to the legal route too soon.
2: Okay. Okay. I mean, I, th- that
1: and I... Now, if we get to now, three years from now, and he, he can't get a tryout anything like that, yeah, he's been clearly blackballed. Wait. Let's say, like, Colin Kaepernick, after year one, he gets into year two, year three, nobody's bringing him into camps and anything.
2: Yeah, you've been blackballed.
1: Year one,
2: after you... What was Colin Kaepernick's last year in the league?
1: I want to say it was twenty fifteen or sixteen.
2: Okay, because I'm I'm just because as we talk, I'm trying as we talk, I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, for a point of reference. And the earliest the earliest newspaper article I can see is October two thousand seventeen
1: of so, Colin Kaepernick in the lawsuit. Yeah.
2: To, yes, filing filing his lawsuit in October. Of 2017. Okay, so I'm just trying, you know. And I, I mean, because I mean, you like I said, I'm looking for just a point of reference at this point. Like, how long has it been? However, I, I so
1: October two. That's two years since the lawsuit was filed. It's right about what I said two mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And
2: so his first year out the league was 2016 season.
1: That's what I'm. I'm, pull, okay. I'm pulling that up right now. Okay, let's see. Colin Kaepernick. His last year in the NFL, he played 2016. Okay, so 2017 was his first year out of the league. That season started in August no. or September, and by October, he's filing the lawsuit. His first year out the league, he wasn't out the league for a full season when he sued them. Mm-hmm. That goes back to my point of what I'm what I was saying. It had wait wait at least till the end of the season. You've seen we've seen many players go. Halfway into a season, unsigned, not finding a deal, and then somewhere in there they get a job. I'm 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 saying for his sake, for the argument of saying, mm-hmm. I was blackballed. If you want to actually remove the questions about I was blackballed, sit out for a year, not mm-hmm. two months, and then he 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 opted out, missed two months of a season, and then sued them for blackballing him. That's not gonna work. You're not getting a job after that. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going. That's my point with this. It, mm-hmm. The way... It, I you He might very well have been blackballed, but, but, but the th- way he handled mm-hmm.
2: it is not going to help him at all. Okay. Well, in, in the end, I guess, in the end, I, it, it comes back to, one, the, narr- the narrative that you are the most comfortable with. And as you said with... The NFL moving forward with Jay Z, and still not giving, and still showing no interest in giving Colin Kaepernick a job, whether you you know whether you feel that's rightfully so or not, mm-hmm. that is the NFL saying, you know what, we're good with where things stand. Absolutely, and and I and
1: agree. We we agree completely on that. The NFL has taken position. We're, we're good. good
2: on, we're good. And that that might include a whole bunch of people saying, you know what, and. Colin Kaepernick stood up for. Colin Kaepernick took a stand against injustice. Mm-hmm. How you, how you, how you believe he went about it? Whether you think he went about it the right way or, or is another conversation. But in the end, Colin Kaepernick took his stand for injustice, which pretty, which cost him his job. Which cost him a job. And
1: uh, and that's too direct a line for me to draw. Okay. It started with him taking the stand. Mm-hmm. It ended with him out of the NFL.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In between, it's not a straight line. Okay, there are a few curves you got to, and that's that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. In between, you've mm-hmm. got it's not a straight line. You've got a curvy, windy road that has a whole lot of stuff happening on.
2: Mm-hmm. It. But in, in the end, a whole bunch of people got that curvy, windy road. Mm-hmm. Some of them
1: still in the league. Mm
2: -hmm. Most of them still in the league. No, what what I'm saying is, what what I'm saying is this: people walk, people draw their narratives from this whole Colin Kaepernick saga. How you, how you, what you think, what people think of him, and what he's done. Um, what people believe is one thing, and how they got to that point is a very windy road. But in the end, people are where they are there are people who don't care at this point. Mm-hmm. There are people who are like, you know, wasn't on my team, I don't care. We've moved, you know, and you hear a lot of those people, hey, we've moved on. We're past it. We're past that. Then you have a whole bunch of people like, who the hell is we? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there are other people who are like, hey, you know what? This is a guy, 31 years old, been out of football, Seems to be out there in the. He's not out of football eating donuts. He's out of football in, in a gym. Hey, he's still he's still in shape. Still in good shape. Could help a team. And I'm sitting here saying, dudes I know can't play, get jobs. Why hasn't he gotten a job? You know, and, and then, that's
1: where I say he no. sued the league. It's real simple. Okay,
2: that well, what I'm saying is like, look, you know what? That can be your. I mean that that's your response. I'm not telling you to not that's not to think what to think but it's also like hey you know what people have their conclusions and then people have their opinions on those conclusions
1: I agree and it, and all I was saying is that whether or not Colin Kaepernick was good enough to be in the league once he decided the route he to go the route that he did all these people call it bring back cap let that go hmm he took. Kaepernick decided the best route for him mm-hmm. was a route that was pretty much going to preclude him from getting back in the NFL. Everything, all this stuff right now just seems like publicity stunts to keep himself relevant because we know he's not getting back in the NFL.
2: I think, in the end, like I said, people have their conclusions. People are going to have their opinions on their conclusions. This conversation started off with a tweet from Joe Banner. To me, I feel like that tweet, I am not disputing. The validity of what he said or his opinions. I am just saying it sounds really disingenuous to me, and and that 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 is that is my opinion over his conclusion. People are free to think or to think what they want. And, However, I feel like you know what that's real disingenuous and, and to, me.
1: Me, to me. And for me, and when I read that tweet, that the, the, the Joe Banner tweet mm-hmm. that I read earlier, yep. all I hear is this is a GM who has to make decisions on a football team. Mm -hmm. He knows what they have to deal with. Mm -hmm. He knows what the front office thinking is, and he's just simply sharing what's going on in the minds of a front office. I understand. That's all I saw that as. Beca- look, 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 because look, look. Him say- there,
2: there, Joe Banner has made look. Joe Banner has made other tweets that I would rather use if I'm going to attack Joe Banner. Yeah. When I'm well, this how, isn't the tweet yeah. to attack Joe Banner for. Well,
1: because he I'm, is I'm the a- guy. He is the guy who's giving people second chances. Mm-hmm. He but he also had knew he had to consider the media circus. Mm-hmm.
2: I understand. And
1: that. all he and said in this one and in the same tweet, he <laughs> said talent wise, yeah, Cap should be in the league. Mm-hmm. And then he said right after. But if we're going to be honest about it, we got to talk about everything that comes yeah. with
2: it. And, and just like he said, that's a fair statement. To be, yeah, that, that's a fair statement. And I don't feel like my criticism of him was unfair. I don't think I was unfair in my criticism. He's like, hey, you know what? I, I hear what you're saying, but you're still a guy who signed a convicted felon fresh out of jail.
1: But but to me, that's not hip, hypocritical at all. That's experience talking. Because he is the guy who signed Mike Vick out of jail, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he is the guy who was the GM mm-hmm. when the media circus ha- that you talked about in Philly happened. Mm-hmm. So for him to sit back and say, "This is going to bring a media circus," mm-hmm. that's not—that's that, hand knowledge. That's I, not.
2: I understand that. But the, my criticism of him is not the—the the, is not that I don't believe that this is going to be a media circus. What I am saying is, however, he is proof that you know what—if you want to—if you want to weather that storm. Not only are, can not only are GMs and teams willing to do it, but it can be done. Because what I'm saying is, you know what? You, you can, you can, com, you comparing me, comparing media storms are like comparing hurricanes, one might be stronger than another. But in the end, it's still two hurricanes. Mm-hmm. It's still going to do some damage. Yeah, you can see, but you, I'd
1: rather get hit with a Category One than a Category Five.
2: Well, what I am saying is, Mike Vick won no Category One,
1: but he won a Category Five either.
2: Mm, I don't know. He, he I won. was in South. No, Mike I, Vick I, was
1: not a cat Mike I, Vick. I don't know about that. You might and, have to
2: agree to disagree on that we're, one.
1: We're going to have to. But I, Mike Vick, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. if you are looking at dog lovers, murders, rape. Mm-hmm. politics and religion mm-hmm. dog lovers are at the bottom of that list that's a category one mm, but when i punch think... a woman in the jaw is only a category
2: two what i'm saying like, well, seriously I, 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 but no but, but honestly but but honestly but in this in the same aspect in the same aspect yeah you know what you can put you can put dog lovers at the bottom but you also know you also know how hype works Mm-hmm. You you also so in, in the end, yeah, you know what when you're thinking rationally, yeah, dog lovers are at the bottom. But when you think of that me but when you think of that media storm and that hype over Mike Vick, that moved him from a category one to a category five. Not even close. I disagree. Not, not even close. I disagree. Same, I most certainly disagree. Because there were a lot because in the end, there were a lot of people who want to sit there, and, and and this was because this was the uh, the 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 criticism i had of mike vick critics because yeah you know what there were dog lovers who truly despised what mike vick did mm-hmm. and i understand that and th- and a lot of those dog lovers are the people who never forgave mike vick who are still against mike vick but there were a lot of people who thought this was so heinous this is so terrible this is so so terrible oh man i hate this i hate this and i would ask them what is the problem like you you hate dog you know you hate dog fighting but what are you doing to fight dog fighting other than criticizing Mike Vick mm-hmm. and those are the but and to me once you push those people out the way because quite frankly at the end at the end of the day that Eagles team won 11 won 11 games that year and all those casual Dog, you know all those people, all those momentarily those those minute uh, revolutionaries, all those armchair revolutionaries. They went away as the winning as the winning happened. Now the dog the dog lovers. Mm-hmm. Once you look, the once dog you,
1: lovers still hate Mike Vick
2: Yeah, the dog lovers still hate Mike Vick
1: and and, the, when and that's kind of my point though. Like think about that dog lover group mm-hmm. that still hates Mike Vick mm-hmm. and multiply it by about a hundred. Mm-hmm. That's when you that's about what you're looking at when you start talking about your politics and religion I, groups. I, I, well, fa- and that's why I say cat 1 versus category 5 well, I, because, I, no, no, because when, of the way and, people respond to those two p- specific issues so mm-hmm. viscerally and personally.
2: That I understand. However, what I am saying is when what I am saying is I am not disputing the fact that people entrenched people Entrenched critics of Colin Kaepernick might not might be a larger population, a larger group mm-hmm. than the entrenched haters of Mike Vick. However, how much larger I think is to be determined is I may be
1: uh, I may be overestimating how and, much and, larger and, uh, and you may be underestimating how much larger because
2: I, I, I will say this. But I do I'm,
1: think it's significantly larger. I
2: I dispute significantly. larger okay i'll give you larger significantly i don't know and and, and, and let me let me put it let me put it to you like this because i feel like part of the problem with this is so now so many narrative fits into this so much and people want to lay claim to which narrative is stronger which narrative they're going to you know lend themselves to you know, you see people, a lot of people want to talk about how many people are turning away from the game of football
5: mm-hmm.
2: and both sides want to lay claim to their being the reason Colin, you know, Colin Kaepernick supporters who boycotted football, they see numbers are down. Mm-hmm. People, they want to say, Hey, it's because of us. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick critics who boycotted the, the sport of football, Mm -hmm. see that the numbers are down they want to say hey man it's because of us Mm -hmm. when there's a very good chance that the reason why football numbers are down is because nobody wanted to see the uh the browns and the jets on monday night football
1: or it could be because we're sitting here talking politics instead of sports could be could be but sports and you know this mm -hmm. for most of us is our escape from everyday life. Mm-hmm. It's our chance to get away from all the stress and stuff for three hours just to decompress and watch some competitions. Some, competition, some mm-hmm. good old-fashioned guys hitting each other.
2: Yeah, exactly. However, and, 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 and we've no. lost
1: the opportunity to do that in sports without having these conversations. And I think a big part of that, a big part of that inability to use sports as the escape anymore is uh, may also have something to do with why numbers are down.
2: That might also have to do with num- why well, numbers are down, but I think that part of that also speaks to, "Hey man, just let the dude play," because it's like, look, you know what?
1: Who you- brought the politics into it? The league or him?
2: The League.
1: The league. Yeah. The league brought politics into it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah.
2: No. 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 What, what was, was he?
1: What was he protesting? Protesting injustice. He wanted political change. Hmm? He wanted political change
2: to address a, a particular situation. But that's po- that's politics. No, the politics is once you Mm-mm. wanted... to say, yeah. Uh-uh. No, 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 John, no, no, no. No, John, no. Stop. John, no. John, stop. Mike. John, Mike, Did John. me finish my point? Let uh-huh. me ask me a question. Now uh, let me answer but, the question. But, but, let me answer the question.
1: But let me answer uh, John. the question. So hold on. Cuz we you're saying he didn't bring politics mm-hmm. into it. But, but he's pro- he's protesting something that can only be done by political change mm-hmm. on the sporting sporting field. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying the league brought politics into it, no, he brought politics to the game. No,
2: the league brought the the league made it politics when they chose to characterize his stance the way they wanted to, when they wanted to direct, when they wanted to change the narrative, when the when the league wanted to dictate the narrative, when people in the league, when they when they decided that they wanted to, uh, to kowtow to the critics. And their characterization. And politics are already in it at no, that point. No, no, politics no. Politics were already how, in it. No, this is how they brought the
1: politics into the conversation. No, no, yeah. that's, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. The conversation is about politics. Don't, I, d- I you're understand not, you're not, that it's about politics. You're not bringing it's politics not, into not. a conversation about politics. Hmm? Colin Kaepernick started a conversation. You can't give him credit for starting the conversation mm-hmm. and then say he's not the one that brought up. Cop- politics into the conversation because the conversation is about politics.
2: The conversation was about something, was in particular, was in was about a specific subject.
1: That's a political subject.
2: When they cho- I'm. Te- was was I'm it a te- political te- subject? I,
1: hmm? Was it a political subject? The specific when, conversation that Colin Kaepernick started, was it a political subject?
2: It was a subject that can be rectified through politics.
1: So it's a political subject. Yes. Mm, yes. I I, is
2: there
1: is there a way to rectify it in America without politics?
2: It would be easier through politics.
1: So it's a political
2: subject. No, I mean, if, if, no, no, no. But what, what if, I'm, what, what, I'm say, what, what I'm saying is this is no different than the question I asked you earlier about was whether or not Colin Kaepernick was blackballed out the league. It's not a yes or no question.
1: Oh, I, uh, trust me, I understand that. Okay. there... I, I understand. There, that there's nuance.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm not denying the NFL had a role in escalating the conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, wh- but I will not sit here and say the NFL started the conversation. Okay, and it's a political conversation. Yes,
2: you, what I'm saying, and what I'm saying, I'm totally fine with that. If you're saying that you, Mike Jones, will not say that the poli- that the NFL started this and made this a political conversation, that's fine. That's what Mike Jones thinks. I respect Mike Jones. No, I, I like Mike Jones. No, absolu- John Brown feels differently.
1: Now, I absolutely think the NFL commandeered the conversation and took it a different way.
2: Mm-hmm. I, but, and what I'm saying and what I what I what I differ on, from on, you. Me one, oh, hold on, let, no, me, no, let, no.
1: let me get th- let me finish my statement. Mm-hmm. I'm two seconds. Okay. I, I absolutely think the NFL commandeered the conversation and changed the way th- changed the narrative, mm-hmm. but the narrative started out as one that was political. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So if it starts out as one that's political, Kaepernick's the one that brought politics okay. into it.
2: I respect that. Wholeheartedly disagree. I believe I believe that the NFL made this made this the political. I believe that he took, a, he took a stance, a social stance that the NFL made political.
1: So you think he, so his stance think, was social and not political.
2: I think his stance was social, NFL made it political.
1: Okay. That Okay, fine. Say that's the case.
2: Okay.
1: That being said, the NFL is still supposed to be our escape from that too.
2: I understand that. He, I brought, I, so I, well, but, he brought
1: something to the game that mm-hmm. the game doesn't want in the game.
2: I understand. Um, what I'm saying is in the NFL in in the NFL making this political instead of acknowledging that it was social. That's what keeps political conversations in here. You let this man take his stance. this here's 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 the difference. And 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 <laughs> it's about to be a four hour show. Where are we? Oh, we're 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 way past, but we'll talk. We'll talk about this. All right. <laughs> we we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But you look at other players who have taken social stances. Yes, you could, you know, if you want to make them if you want to consider them, once again using the air quotes, political, you could. However, in the end, they played the game let them take their stance. Let them do their work, Colin. You cannot sit here and say, "Or right, you don't know." Like you don't know what Colin Kaepernick has done for the social end of his stances.
1: And I don't know what he's done. Get Google. What's he done?
2: Get Google. What's I'm he, not. I'm not. No, no, no. Get Google. I'm no. not here. I'm not here to do that. No, no no no, one, no, no, on, no, 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 no. You I'm it up. Yes, I'm serious. I'm but serious. That, I'm serious. But, I'm but, not. But, here, but, I'm nah, not here nah, to do. I'm not here to do Google's that, that, job. I don't want you to do.
1: I don't want you to do Google's job. You brought up the point that people don't know what Kaepernick's done. Yeah. What has he done? That's my point. Mm -hmm. The mess, the messaging that's being sent out, is not about the message about the work at this point. Mm -hmm. It's about Kaepernick at a job. It's about Kaepernick getting millions that he when he turned down. That's all we're hearing about. He's made the convers. The conversation's been about him. It's about whether or not you're on his side, and it's about stuff that he's presented without nuance. The conversation has never been what he quote unquote intended it for to to be, and. It's hard to blame everyone else but him for that.
2: But nobody. But that's. But that's the problem. You, nobody. Nobody is blaming everyone but him, any more than you're saying this is all Colin Kaepernick's fault. I is that what you're saying? No. I know that's not what you're saying. I understand that. You're not saying it's it's all Colin Kaepernick's fault. But nobody is saying it's everyone but Colin Kaepernick's fault. Well, that's that true? Oh yes, it yes it go, is. Go on social media. Yes. Go on social media and see see how many
1: people you think you'll find that think Colin Kaepernick is blameless in the whole thing. I, I, think, you I don't, think you do think you don't think you'll find any? T- take take a quitter, t- take a t- Twitter survey. Take a, qu- take a Twitter survey and see how many people think Colin Kaepernick was blameless in the whole thing. And I guarantee you it's a much bigger percentage than you think. Uh-huh. Especially among certain populations. <laughs> Our population. And you know I'm right. Mm, there were a lot of people who want to completely absolve Colin Kaepernick from any wrongdoing in this thing and they'll try to find a rash- way to rationalize well I know he wore this but uh, and it did he said that but uh, no he has to take responsibility if you want other people to take responsibility things they've done and you're trying to hold them responsible for what they've done once, and one, try to and you're cutting me off John I'm if I'm trying if my mo- my purpose my movement is about holding people responsible for their actions that starts with me holding myself responsible for my actions.
2: I understand. Are you finished? Yes. Okay. Completely understand it. However, once again, I think the, the 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 percentage of people who think this is that Colin Kaepernick is completely blameless as irrational, as, and are you saying that's completely irrational?
1: Yes, it is a completely irrational that Colin okay. Kaepernick is blameless in this situation. Okay,
2: I think the number of people who think this is all on Colin Kaepernick probably numbers are exactly the same because it's because there's so much irrationality to this conversation and people want to sit here and jump back on the side of ration uh, of rationale and jump back on the side of being rational and jump back on the side of being uh, of talking about this in a rational fashion.
1: Some of us have been on the side of being rational the whole time.
2: That's a very small. If you population. had this conver- if you had that's this conversation tough, with that's, me
1: that's, from the time it started yeah. till now, I've been the same person all the way through. Mike
2: Jones, I've been having the same conversation with and you. And have my, him. have I changed on it? I understand that, but we, but once again, this is our, this hasn't always been a conversation <laughs> between John Brown and Mike Jones. So to say, I understand that. What once you like, man, you like, my, shout out to my, shout out to my dude, Kareem. Shout out to Kareem, because Kareem always, when I argue with Kareem, Kareem loves to talk about his past, like I wasn't there. I've known that (laughs) brother since I was 13 years old, and he loves to talk about how he came up as a teenager, like I wasn't there with him just about every day. We're now talk, bro, Eagles won the uh, Super Bowl, what, 2018? Mm Mm-hmm. That means I've been rocking with you since the, I've been rocking with you since Colin Kaepernick filed the lawsuit. Yeah. So we, we started working we, together in, in October t- 2017. 2017. Yeah. So Colin Kaepernick sued the league, and then I came and hung out with you in a barbershop. Mm-hmm. That's how the day went. He filed suit. I hung with you. Exactly. Me, me and you hanging out with Toot not getting haircuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so, 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 so you've
1: known me long enough, so to know just, my perspective I, yeah, has been I understand. Yeah,
2: I understand. But when, what what I am saying is because in our conversations, in our observations about this whole situation, there's a lot of rationale and there's a lot There's a lot of a lot more emotion than, than rational emotional and a lot of irrational thinking. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is there are a lot of people thinking irrationally who want to conveniently jump back on the side of rationale and want to ignore the irra- you know, the irrational parts of it. In a in a in in a world where everything's black and white in a perfect world, yeah, I understand you know what we're saying. We don't live in that world No we don't We don't live in that world
1: And and, and and although we don't live in that world And although things are not black and white Mm -hmm. We cannot sit here And act like Everything is Okay well Not everything is black and white Mm -hmm. Not everything How can I say this Not everything is mutually exclusive So Mm -hmm. It's possible that You had good intentions, started a good movement, and then in the midst of that, you gave bad messaging and got yourself put out the league at the same time. Mm -hmm. Both things can be true. Mm -hmm. It's possible that you presented a good message and it's possible that you got yourself, you kept yourself from getting a job at the same time.
2: They're in a perfect world we can all sit back here and say, hey, you know what, Colin Kaepernick didn't handle this the best way. And
1: I don't he, think it needs a perfect world hold on, to say hold, that. Hold
2: on, let, let me finish. Mm-hmm. In a per, that, that, was, that was a pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> so let me try this again. In a perfect world, you can say, you can look at Colin Kaepernick and say, hey, he didn't handle it. He didn't handle this situation perfectly. That was a dramatic effect pause however in that same way you can say hey you know what he most certainly was blackballed out the league for his beliefs and there's wrong there's that there's wrong there has been wrong on both sides do i do i believe that police brutality is a problem in this country yes do i believe that racism is a problem in this country yes do i believe that people with a voice who understand and can acknowledge the problem who have a platform should use their platform to voice prop, to voice their opinions. Yes. Do I believe that every, do I believe that every job is the same? Yes. I most certainly be- Oh, excuse me. No, <laughs> no, every job ain't the same. I think that's a weak. I think that's a weak criticism. Your job ain't my job. Their job ain't my job. I can, I don't have the same pull at my job as a football player might have at their job, because quite frankly, I don't make my boss millions. The owner of companies that I work for might be millions slash billionaires. And none of that is directly tied to my labor. Yes, I work hard. Yeah, I'm at, you know, I'm at the job every day. But my job, my work labor, my labor is not directly tied to the owner of a company that I work for being a millionaire or billionaire. So therefore, you can't say, hey, you know, if you if I protest at my job, I'd be fired. Who cares? Who cares? Honestly, that's, you know, the rules ain't the same. That's just life. The owner of McDonald's is not the contemporary of the burger flipper. That's just the reality of it. If you're a high powered executive working for McDonald's, yes, you have, a little, you have a lot more pull than the guy on fries. So why are you sitting there trying to act like, hey, if I protested at my job, I'd be fired. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not. it's not. That's the that's the reality of it. That that is the reality of it. So, but but, but that that's not the only reality of it.
1: And I, I say that's not the only reality of it because let, let's let's go to the other the other end of the spectrum. Okay. Barack Obama. Oh boy. What happens if he does the same things in office Bill Clinton does? Oh, it's not going to end well. Oh no, no. And okay. you know it's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. Same party, same office. What's the difference?
2: We, we know what the difference we is. We know what, we, the, we difference know what the difference is.
1: And that same difference is exactly what Colin Kaepernick is trying to inspire change in. Which, like it or not, you mentioned this yourself, we don't live in a perfect world. Mm-hmm. And in an imperfect world, unfortunately... When you're trying to present a message like that, where you're trying to inspire the controlling majority to change, you have to be beyond reproach. Or as close to it as possible. Especially in the way you present yourself in the pu- in the public arena. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying about Kaepernick. Okay. Th- that's all. I, I, it's, it's, it's not that the other side didn't doesn't have fault there there's enough fault. what i'm saying is there's enough fault to go in colin kaepernick not being in the nfl mm-hmm. to go around i think it's it's ignorant and close-minded to say the nfl blackballed him without saying he had hand in it too i think it would be just as ignorant to say colin kaepernick opted out and chose not to play football without mentioning all the other stuff that went on the other side, too. And that, that's too much of what I'm hearing. And that's the part that bothers me. It's a very imbalanced conversation, mm-hmm. which is why you always hear me say, let's go back to nuance. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there, there, there are things owners, league could have done, make the situation go better. We've talked about many of them. Mm-hmm. There's things Kaepernick could have done to make the situation go better. You and I have talked about, but most Kaepernick supporters will never talk about it, just like most supporters from the other side will never talk about the stuff Kaepernick did right. It's a very closed-minded conversation Mm -hmm. from both sides, and that's part of why I say it gets so contentious and divisive, Mm -hmm. because of the subject matter.
2: But I think that, but if that is the conclusion that you drew, then, I mean, that, so be it, but that means that a conclu- to me, it seems like a conclusion like that must come with an acceptance of what comes with it. Whereas now we're at a point where it's like, you know what? No matter where you stand, because in the end NFL's moved on. Colin Kaepernick has to move on to something. Uh, you know, whether where, where that is, I don't know. And that's kind of my whole point from the start. If we're still talking
1: about Colin Kaepernick getting a job in the league, let it go. That part that's been gone, but we're past uh, that. That was my point, my
2: whole initial point. But, but we're past that, that, but then that comes that that then brings you back to the, the conversation like, who is we? Well, I, the fans, for the most part,
1: the large majority of fans are over Kaepernick. Mm-hmm you know which fans are still holding on to the Kaepernick idea. Mm-hmm. The large majority of NFL well, would, fans, well, over it. Large majority of the media, tired of talking about it. Large majority of ownership, don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. They The league has then, clearly and moved then, on.
2: Then you need to accept that what comes with it then. Then understand something. Okay, you're over it, fine. You're never going to shut that, po- that population up. That population is always going to have something to say. Because just like you said, just like you said, you acknowledge and you you acknowledge that you know what? Both sides made some mistakes. hmm Both no one's walking away with their hands completely clean.
1: I acknowledge that. I understand you that. You acknowledge that. I understand that. But I so, think but, but, you but, I but, think but, you're but, honest enough and smart enough to know there are a lot of people on both sides that won't take the position both sides make mistakes.
2: That's fine. But what I'm, what I'm saying is you what I'm saying is bottom line is as long as some as long as one side as one, long as one side is chirp, is chirping. Like for me, like I said, I can be rational. I acknowledge it. You acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is, it's like you know what? No matter where you stand on the conversation, like I'm cool because i I can make I can make concessions on both sides. I don't think Colin Kaepernick is completely blameless, but I'm not going to sit here and act like the NFL was just thinking about business. So when somebody says, "Hey, you know what? You need to take, you need to take into consideration the media circus. I'm not disputing that there's a media circus or there will be a media co- circus. but it's like, you know what? The fact of the matter is you're sit- that a GM who hire, who a GM mm-hmm. who signed a convicted felon, now believes that someone who hasn't committed a crime would be more of a would be more, the media circus that comes with signing a convicted the fact that we're sitting here talking about right now that the media circus would be so insurmountable for a guy who stood up for a uh someone who didn't commit a crime versus a convicted felon can i ask a speaks question to the problem that's the problem but i have a question Okay, do you understand that that's the... Do you, no, I'm, I'm asking you to... I don't, I I don't
1: understand that that's the problem. That's that. That's why my... Do you understand oh, that
2: that's my problem. But,
1: but but that's why I have this question I have okay. to ask you. Because in that, it sounds like... And this is just me mm-hmm. reading into... It sounds like you're taking things from the statement because of where you stand on it that Joe Banner never said. He never said the media circus was going to be bigger. He never said don't sign Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. He never said don't bring him in or anything else hypocritical. Mm -hmm. All he said, like he he literally said nothing hypocritical in that statement. Mm -hmm. All he said was, if you're going to bring the guy in, you have to have an honest conversation about it.
2: I understand
1: that. So can I answer
2: your question? Was that not the
1: question? no, No, it wasn't. The question is this. So where in all of that does Joe Banner deserve any criticism at all?
2: I just say that it seems disingenuous look what about what about it i'm trying to to say that i know what you're asking me Mm -hmm. i'm saying let me answer because you keep on you keep on i'm trying to answer your question and you keep on jumping in to ask me the same question you said what about it seems disingenuous this is not about misinterpreting what he said i understand what he said This isn't about being too emotional because we've sat here and we've talked about it to me. Once again, I have said, and I've said it repeatedly that I do not doubt that there's going to be a media circus. But the fact of the matter is he has been out of football now for this amount of time. And if you're saying that, Hey, he has the talent to play football. He has the talent and should be and should have been given a chance to prove that he can be an NFL quarterback. Is that not what he said? Was that not the concessions he made before he made the point? Was that not how he led into his point? By saying that he believed the talent to be an NFL quarterback and has mm-hmm. and should have been given a chance however bringing him in however uh, the
1: words should have been given a chance we're not, we're not okay i'm included.
2: sorry make the, then go so i don't so so For, we don't
1: f- um, read the quote read, again yes read the quote please from day one i have supported what cap did mm-hmm. and said from a talent perspective it's crazy that he has not been signed okay that said any honest discussion about why he hasn't been signed should include the media circus that will cre- that the media will create wherever he signs mm-hmm. no team wants to deal with that
2: no team wants to deal with that. Mm-hmm. This is coming from a. This no team wants to deal with that. This is coming from somebody who To me, this is coming from somebody who signed a convicted felon two years out the joint. Excuse mm-hmm. me, at, who spent two years in the joint? Mm-hmm. No team wants to deal with that. Fine, okay. That that to me, it's to me. That's where that's where it becomes disingenuous to me. Whereas if you can sit here and rationalize and you can put and you can sit here and say, hey, you know what? The media circus would be greater for Kaepernick. Your whole explanation. Mm-hmm. This is not. Please don't. Please don't try and, 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 and take this as me not understanding your explanation. Didn't miss any points. Haven't missed anything. If you think I did. I'm sorry. That's that's incorrect. I hear what you're saying. I un- understand what you're saying. And I'm not even disputing. But I have one
1: more question for you when you give me when I get a chance. Okay.
2: One this more is, question. That's fine. You can wait. <laughs> oh,
1: see, now I'm gonna ask my question now. <laughs> my question is this. He says no team wants to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Simple question. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any team that would want to deal with a media circus? For a player that's a potential backup?
2: Let's see. When Joe Banner brought Mike Vickin, he was the third-string quarterback.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Eagles had Donovan McNabb and Kevin Cobb. They had drafted their quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback of the future was in tow.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, that quarterback went out within the first half of his first game as being starter. But however, when he was the third-string quarterback in the hopes that maybe you might be able to play him in the Wildcat when the Wildcat was still a thing in the NFL.
1: And, you know, there there was one other thing surrounding the whole Mike Vick situation that we're forgetting. Tony Dungy and the league office were actually instrumental in getting Mike Vick signed to another Mm -hmm. another contract. Mm -hmm. They actively – the league actively wanted to get Mike Vick another chance. Okay. So – Philadelphia didn't just sign up and say, "Yeah, we're going to deal with that." Mm-hmm. There was a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on to assure Philadelphia of what the situation would be and had before. And,
2: and had Jeffrey owned uh, had Jeffrey Lurie, a man who was going on record as saying he is an avid dog lover, said, "You know what? I'm good." Mm-hmm. Would you have blamed him? No. Okay then. Okay then. The point. The point of the matter is the the point. So, it, uh, in so, fact, before let, me ask, let pull, me ask you a question. Let me ask you a Pull the it, quote back I'm pull, out. I'm, pull, pull 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 it, I'm, back I'm out. pulling it
1: up. But to your point just now, where at Jeffrey Laurie, an avid dog lover, if he says I'm good, you're not mad, right?
2: When, am if, I not? No. I'm Jeffrey me, Lurie, are you asking me? Am you, I not mad? Are you? Jeffrey Laurie no, I will say this. The avid dog
1: lover says I'm good on Michael Vitt. Because of what happened. Are you mad at
2: Jeffrey Lurie? Am I mad at Jeffrey Lurie? Mm -hmm. In this particular case, no. And let me explain to you why. Let me explain to you why. This is No, pull the quote back out because we're not going to. I got the quote. Okay, you got the quote. Honestly, at the time when they signed Mike Vick, McNabb was was still the starter. Mm -hmm. Kevin Cobb was drafted to be their future. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure at that point who the third string quarterback was. Now, if this was a situation where they hadn't signed Mike Vick, to get rid of Donovan, Donovan McNabb, Kevin Cobb gets hurt, Mike Vick's out there for a job, and they they choose not to sign Mike Vick, my my reaction would be different. Well, when they signed Mike Vick, because be, I had when, to be when,
1: clear, I'm pretty sure Kevin Cobb was gone, and Mike and Nick Foles was the backup. No,
2: when when they signed Mike Vick, no. Because Mike Vick was on the team that last time. Remember when Donovan, McNabb, Donovan McNabb's last playoff loss was to Dallas? Mm-hmm. Only person who threw a quarter threw a TD pass in that game was Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. When Mike Vick was Mike Vick was here with Andy.
1: Mike Vick was here with Andy.
2: This is two thousand nine.
1: But Andy traded co- Kevin Cobb. To Andy traded Kevin.
2: Andy, tra- Andy traded, traded. Andy traded Kevin. Andy, hold on. Andy, well, Andy
1: hold- traded Kevin Cobb. Andy drafted Nick Foles. Andy drafted Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles and Mike Vick were here together. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, Nick Foles was. Let's see, the year Donovan McNabb went to Washington. Mm-hmm. His first year gone from Philly. That
2: was 2011, I think.
1: Who started for the Eagles at quarterback that
2: year? Kevin Cobb.
1: Kevin Cobb started get, I'm,
2: Wait, wait, wait. Uh, 2000, yes. Yes. They well, you know, 2009 was Donovan's last year as a starter. That's when you bring in Mike Vick. They brought him in in the in the preseason. Cuz the the news came across the wire during that preseason game. So that's 2009. Mm-hmm. 2010 was So the 2009 season that is McNabb 2010, that's when they start the season with Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb gets hurt in the very first game. Then they go to Mike Vick. 2011, 2011. So wait a minute. 2010 was McNabb's first year in Washington. Because I believe, what, he was there one year?
1: Well, one year see. or two. 2009, Donovan McNabb was still on the Eagles. Yeah. Let's see. 2010. Let me me pull up. I'm in 2009 roster right now. I got 2010 coming up. Michael Vick was the starter.
2: and Well, 2010, he ended the year as starter. He became starter in that very first game because that was the game that was against the Packers. That's when Kevin Cobb had the concussion and Kevin Cobb never got his job back. Eagles win eleven, win eleven games that year. Go to the playoffs. Yeah,
1: you you are right. I stay corrected. Mm-hmm. That that is you are correct. Kevin Cobb was yeah, I, I, yeah. That was that game one injury.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. We got was, the concussion that pretty much ended
2: Mhm. Never the that. Never to that. say never to say about that. In the end, look, because we we've, we've been talking about this a long time. I I just feel like. Because as, as you and I talk and you and I make the concession and we say, hey, you know what, there have been missteps on both sides. Mm-hmm. I believe that no matter where you stand on this, somebody is going to have an opinion. To me, what Joe Banner said was disingenuous. And I, and I gave my reasons why. However, And that's but,
1: where I I have to disagree with you on that. That's fine. And the reason I just don't think it's disingenuous
2: mm-hmm.
1: is because like you're, you're using Michael Vick as a reason to think it's disingenuous. Yes. That's the exact reason I don't think it's disingenuous, okay. because he was the guy who signed Vick and dealt with all of it and knows everything that comes mm-hmm. with it. And throughout all of that, what he did, he didn't say, don't sign Kat. Mm hmm. He just said if we're going to have to have a, if we're going to have a a conversation yeah. about it, let's be honest about everything that goes with it. I
2: understand it, and, 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 and he that, seems but, but, like the
1: guy. But, but that, that oh, okay. me, I'm just saying, of all people who would know what's going to be involved with having a media circus mm-hmm. around your quarterback position, he mm-hmm. seems uniquely qualified to know what that de- that what is included mm-hmm. in that. I understand. So not. So, listening to what he actually said, mm-hmm. not trying to infer anything from what mm-hmm. he said. I but, don't
2: think there's an inference. But
1: going by what he actually said, mm-hmm. he said he's got the talent, mm-hmm. said he supports what he did. L- let's just have an honest conversation.
2: Okay.
1: I don't see anything I to be critical about with that. The, because it, if I'm a GM, I want to have an honest
2: conversation okay. about that, it, too. That is, that is fine. And I think coming from – I don't think there isn't – there is, I don't think really I'm making any inference this is just an acknowledgement of history, and I think that if you're a GM mm-hmm. and you're saying, th- you know, this is what what is keeping you out the league, and this is coming, this is coming from if, and this is coming from someone who signed somebody fresh out of jail. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying, hey, you know what? So to me, now I understand he's not saying he would not sign Colin Kaepernick, but if he did, if he if he shared that sentiment. That, you know, to me, that goes hand in hand. Right, you, wait a minute, you signed Mike Vick out of jail.
1: And and that's why I don't think it goes hand in hand. Okay. Because because he signed Mike Vick out of jail. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who's wi- willing to work with talent. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who's willing to work with guys and give them second chances. Mm-hmm. And he's also the guy who knows what the media circus is like. He's, he's, he said, and, mm-hmm. and, and based yeah. on what he said, yes. Caps talent, yep. I support what he did, yep. It's just going to be a media circus.
2: Mm-hmm. All of those are true. All of those are true. All all of those are true. And he and here and what and I think what he says is a per, what he said. Who it came from is proof to me. In my opinion, is proof that yes, that media circus can't. It's not insurmountable. No, it's not. It's and- not.
1: And he didn't say it's insurmountable. I understand it.
2: I understand. That's not infer. No. See, this is see this is, this is this is the point you're missing. This is the point that you're missing because I feel like you're you're trying to make it seem like I'm inferring something, and it's not. It's just an acknowledgement.
1: But it's not that I'm missing that. I'm trying to find what inst- in Joe Banner's statement you found worthy of criticism.
2: I think my once again I. I I th- I feel like I was clear in it. You, you
1: you said but you said he seemed disingenuous. But that's what that's where my confusion lies because how's it disingenuous if he is the guy who's giving people second chances? He's being honest about Caps talent. He's being honest about everything else going on there. And he just said if we're going to talk about signing him, we have to talk about what's going to be involved. <laughs> that doesn't seem disingenuous to me. That sounds like a guy really being honest about what you need to look at if you're talking about bringing this guy in.
2: Okay,
1: yes. That doesn't seem disingenuous to me. Disingenuous sounds like, to me, if I were to say, yeah, I just don't think Cap has the arm strength anymore, so we're not going to work about... That's disingenuous, Mm. you know? Because now you're not giving me a genuine answer of why you're not bringing him in. Mm. I think Joe Banner was being very genuine when he says... If we're going to talk about bring them in, we got to talk about everything going on around it. That sounds like a very genuine state, statement to me, and I think that's wh- where the word disingenuous is where where we are disagreeing. Because I just don't. I think to me it was a very honest statement.
2: Okay, that's fine. Don't question his honesty. Still think it was disingenuous. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And on that note look, I'm giving you
1: a dictionary for Christmas You can give me a dictionary
2: <laughs> <laughs> Then you're going to sit there and let me, You're going to sit there And listen to me As I read it to you I will uh, Alright <laughs> On that note Look man It's time to get out and out of here It's been a good show Hit us up Let me know Let, let me know Don't don't talk to Mike Just let me know <laughs> What you think O underscore D underscore discourse On Twitter Or at bitw sports. Hey thank you guys For rocking with us This has been another edition Of Offense Defense with Discourse My name is Brown That's Mike Jones Who? I don't even know who you are anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I heard back in the day they ain't want you. Yeah, they did. They just want me more now. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because you're hot?
1: Exactly. Now they all on me.
2: All of them. Oh.
1: All of them. Before it was only like ninety percent. Mm-hmm. Now it's like hundred percent. They who all on me. Who didn't want you? Were
2: they all Kaepernick brothers? Nah, nah. It's Cowboys fans. Cowboys fans. Did you call them shorty? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey you guys have a
2: great weekend. <laughs> Enjoy the sports. We'll be back. we'll be back next week.
0: Please, you film this podcast to hear this and more. Go to soundcloud.com slash BITWSports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. The proceeding was a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are strictly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network or NBC Sports Radio.